Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotics. I've been herping since I was a boy, and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry and educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist, which is why my partner Robin and Markland and I create the Reptile Report. The Reptile Report is our online news aggregation site bringing you the most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit thereptilereport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, and the best part is... It's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex, weight, morph, or other keywords and use our buy it now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad. It also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates, the materials needed to ship your reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live, on-time arrival insurance program. We got you covered. Visit thereptilereport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder, then visit shipreptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile-related. another episode of morelia python radio tonight we're talking scrub pythons with uh jim uh, kurgowski he's coming back second time uh we're mm-hmm. going to be talking with him in a couple minutes um it's very very difficult to find yep. 
Scrub Python people that want to come on the show and talk. But the fans were <laughs> were 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 wanting some scrub fix, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna give it to him tonight. So we're gonna find out what's going on with uh, with Jim's collection, and because uh, he's got the scrub bug. Uh, if you look mm-hmm. at uh, uh, what he's got going on, he's got some cool stuff. So um, we'll be uh, talking with him momentarily. Uh, I did. Uh, we we are what uh, a week away week away from carpet close fest. to close yeah. to uh, i think it's like 11 days 12 days something like that something crazy so yeah we're 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 almost there so it's crunch time you guys <laughs> yeah and i know so if anybody wants to come clean my house please <laughs> um, it's uh it's one of those things and it's like this just kind of fell at like it, yeah, i know we've been planning it but it seems like oh my god there's like no time left it's all here so uh, we're definitely gearing up, and I've been speaking to a few people as well as you, you and uh, a bunch of other people trying to get stuff going for the auction, trying to figure out what everybody wants to, you know, eat and drink, trying to figure out how to cook the food that the people want to eat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I saw you cooking noodles, Owen, so you might want to stay Shut up. All right, that was a- <laughs> You know, you know, that's what Stay I'm away doing. from that I'm, stove. I, I'm doing 12 things at once. Water is boiling. I'm like, noodles. And I just dumped and I didn't even look at <laughs> everywhere. And I'm like, oh, and you are half Italian. How did you, how did you fuck this up? So yeah, yeah. it was, uh, there will be other people cooking other than me. It's okay. So, um, <laughs> it's just one of those things. And of course, like, uh, and I was talking, I was talking to Mike Curtin last night. And uh-huh. he goes, well, are you getting ready? I'm like, I'm wandering around my house and finding all these flaws. And he goes, oh, so you're getting ready? I'm like, yeah, of course. <laughs> like, you know. And then add that double. Like, you know, it's it's like, you know, when you have guests coming over, you know, they're gonna, you're thinking, oh crap, they're gonna notice this, this, and this. But now right. add that times ten because now you got to bring the snake room. And it's like, oh my god, they're gonna notice that you know this one cage is a chip on the side of the corner, and it's like freaking you out just make sure everybody's nice. awake tonight yeah everybody's drinking right before they head into the snake room you'll be fine exactly <laughs> if i get you guys if i get you guys horribly intoxicated you won't remember yeah. what i even have let alone you right. know the condition so <laughs> this is true but uh That's yeah true. it's it's uh it should be a great time just basically uh glorified barbecue <laughs> pretty much pretty much yeah. but it's I'm a heck sure of a grill it will be i'm gonna make sure the grill's all nice and scrubbed up i'm gonna make sure we're all good you're coming friday night to help set up i assume uh-huh uh, and then we're gonna go we're gonna start getting set up friday night with the cleanings and the scrubbings and the setting up of tables and stuff and uh, I'm going to make sure Zero's gone. <laughs> so, he'll be oh, out of here Thursday night. Yeah, so it's like all he'll do is hinder the process. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then we're, we're, we're good to roll. I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm picking I'm, I'm building shelves and picking up a mini fridge this weekend for beer. <laughs> so oh, the nice. bar will be complete. Yeah. So, uh, see how much further we push complete. along the carpet fest pushes along your, your My house? New house. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Into party mode. You're ready to go out of my bank account. But yeah, it's like, you know, but it's, it, it, I'm 
so excited about this. It, it's ridiculous because uh, because I moved here in like December. I had uh-huh. to actually have like a housewarming party or anything like that. So this is like the first trial run of the house for you know people other than like four people at once. So right, it'll be cool. Oh, but yeah. you know, I, I, I'll I might have egg hatching. <laughs> yeah, I have eggs do. I have eggs do right at carpet fest. So there might be uh caramel tiger jacks hatching in the incubator when everybody's here. <laughs> so nice, you know. Yeah, well, that'd, be, that'd be pretty cool. Everybody can help me pick my whole deck. <laughs> yeah, I have I have eggs hatching too, but I won't be here. You just had a there. clutch hatch. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, kind of, well, most people would say you got kicked in the ads on the odds uh, because I only got one albino, but it appears to be a caramel albino. So wait, I'm just wait, bad. that wasn't just the crappy pick. You only got one albino. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, one albino. It's a weird thing. Um, it's it's uh, I talked to to Rob about this, but um, I'm just gonna throw this out there so that people would have this information. But uh, what happened is, I had the you know as soon as one pips or two pip, you see the slit, the little slits in the eggs. I usually just uh, manually uh, you know cut everybody, uh, yeah, pit, pit the eggs and give everybody yeah. a cut. Um, so I did that. Put him back in the incubator. Didn't even think nothing of it. This one pops its head out, and um, apparently, I guess from from maybe going back in, I scared it. Usually, the snakes will go back in the egg um, when oh. they're scared. Oh, but it came out of the egg. Yeah. Down. No, it came out of the egg. But what happened? When what happened is like it 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 wasn't like it didn't absorb the. Uh, Oh, the yolk yet. it wasn't ready and to come out of the egg. Correct. Uh, and um, it it kind of uh, it was weird because it looked perfectly healthy, but when you flipped it over, like the belly was all sunken in, and then you could see that it the, the yolk kind of trailed back to the egg, and it was like, wow, that's kind of weird because just the day before it was like flicking its tongue, you know, like its head was popping. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. But uh, he told me to uh, to put a paper towel over top of the rest of the eggs. And that way, you know, it'll kind of like not make them as nervous, I guess. And they'll kind of get back in the eggs and and wait till they're ready to come out. uh, That was the only one. But, yeah, I lost one and one albino, but uh, a lot of caramels. So a lot of caramel head albinos. Um, Caramel head albinos, that would be sun glow stuff. Yeah. You're correct. <laughs> yeah, that, so I do. I do good. <laughs> I believe the one, the one, um, the one that I did get, uh, I believe is a male, and I believe is a caramel albino or sun cool. glow. So, we'll see how he see how he progresses and see how he turns out. Yeah, it's so hard to tell with albinos when they just come out of the egg because it's just like basically yeah. pink. You know, it's kind of yeah, like. Yeah. Not, no, 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 no pressure. But if you produce like a really, really good looking sunglow, that's when you can start trying to talk to me about getting into the caramel head albino stuff. So you know. <laughs> we'll get you there. Don't worry. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> we, <laughs> Don't we, you worry, we, Owen. I'm coming. <laughs> we always do. <laughs> yeah, it is true. <laughs> yeah. So. Um. So yeah, I got. Uh, I'm waiting on. Man, this is like the longest. Uh, I don't know. 
it seems to me in my past uh, years getting clutches, they all came like one after the other after the other, and it yeah. was kind of done, wrapped it up. Well, I have a yeah. huge gap in between. You have a huge gap, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So I got that, this caramel zebra drill. Did it? Yeah, it was like the super caramel clutch came out first, and they hatched in May. And then the next clutch didn't hatch till the end of June. So it was like by the time those babies came out, the, the, the super caramels had like shed twice, eat, were eating and rolling. And they, it was a, like a huge size difference between the two, and it was insane. So, and then the uh, the brettles didn't even hatch till August. So, wow. Something else. So, yeah, the big gaps happen sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, it's kind of kind of strange. I'm not used to that. I guess that's. Uh, I kind of like them. It gives you a chance to, you know, work on this clutch, and then they'll be rolling by the time the next clutch comes, and you can work on that one. So. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. <laughs> I didn't think yeah. about that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know. Usually, I don't. Uh, well, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. <laughs> Move along. <laughs> Usually, I just. Uh, I don't know. No, never mind. <laughs> yep. Never mind. I don't want any jinxing. No yep. jinxing tonight. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, I don't know, not much else going on. Just waiting for that last clutch. I got, uh, another clutch that should be, uh, pipped out before we go to carpet fest, which is, um, the, uh, super caramel zebra jag and the citrus tiger and see what happens with that crazy, uh, crazy mix. Nice. But yeah, other than that. Just uh, waiting for Carpet Fest, really. Um, Should be a fun time. Yeah. Uh, anything else going on with with you? Uh, with my guys, I have no idea what my bows are doing. Because um, it's like, they're huge, they're pregnant, they're pregnant, they're eating. What are, what, what are, what's going on here? And then I'm being told that that could happen. And I'm like, I, I don't know. Just give me the babies. If you're going to have babies, just do it. So. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that's something that's going on. I don't know what's going on with them. Uh, other than that, we're just trying to get things organized over here for when everybody shows up. Um, my rough scale python just shed. So uh, everyone can feel free to uh, check him out when they're here. So be good, man. Cool. I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. So. Cool. Uh, speaking, like <laughs> yeah, there you go. Speaking of uh, scrub pythons, um, we'll probably talk about this on the show, but uh, yeah. my my male Halmahera just kind of kicked on me. I know that this is kind uh, of a it's kind of a common thing that kind of happens with these guys, yeah. um, but I don't know. It's just uh, just weird. I, it seemed yeah. like. Um, I don't know if he, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't got that. He kind of looked like he wasn't doing that. I, do you ever look at your snake and you can say, oh man, you know, you can tell that something's, something's off. Up with you. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. um, you know, I, 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 I tried a couple tricks and, you know, nothing. And I thought that he ate, but, uh, you know, how, like you have that, because he, cause he ate down, but he regurged, and then that was no. it. Yeah. Gross. So yeah. that is the worst yeah. smell in the world. Um, it is. 
<laughs> but it's crazy because this female I have, she's just not not on wood. Rolling. I mean, she just does great, you know. Yeah. Um, it, it, some do well, some don't do well. Sometimes you have where they just roll on you, and sometimes they don't. I mean, it's something that just kind of happens, especially with a species that like scrubs, and especially like Halmahera scrubs. I mean. Uh, unfortunate thing is you're not going off of any kind of captive born and bred basis with those guys. So, um, yeah, no idea really what's going on there, but I, I, I mean, I can appreciate the fact of the, uh, the wild caught animals, but you know, I don't know, like, I guess if I were to look at my place, I, I don't know if I'm really geared to, to do that, you know, I, I maybe, I, I don't know, maybe when you have like a, a large collection, you can't give it the proper care. I don't know. It's just questions that uh, I don't, I don't know either. And it's like I've kind of shied away from any kind of wild caught stuff, um, even though I did. Um, I, I turned my office upstairs uh, into a quarantine room. I got like two four foot cages and a baby rack in there. Uh-huh. So now I'm doing full fledged like month long quarantines of any animals that are coming into the collection. Right now the quarantine room's full. With all my holdbacks right now, <laughs> I moved them up there for, um, I moved them up there a couple about a, two months ago or something like that. Cause I just wanted them up there, so it's like uh, I was running out of baby cages and things like that, and the computer systems were kind of acting up. So they're just up there right now. So if I do get anything new, I'm gonna have to just, I don't know what I'm doing. So I've already ruined the rules. So <laughs> I've might not want to started that sentence with "This is my new quarantine room." I know, right? It's like if I get something new, it's gonna have to like sit in my bedroom while I move everybody downstairs again, and then yeah. be in there. So it's like it's yeah. And I'll, I'll I'll fix it later. <laughs> I'm I not guess, getting anything yeah, new. Yeah, I guess yeah, right. I guess when you're getting uh, when you're dealing with that that kind of thing, you know, wild caught or or anything like that, you have to you have to. I couldn't say how important quarantine would be. You know, I mean, it, it is. Uh, I mean, especially it, it, if you have a, a collection, you know, an already established collection that's... Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I imagine it would be my worst nightmare to bring something into my collection that would just move through, like, I, I don't know, say, like, a sickness or something that would just uh-huh. go and that you can't get ahead of. And you can you imagine losing half your collection to something because you didn't quarantine? No, man, I don't know. <laughs> Like I'm, know, pretty, like, I'm pretty sure I'd just be puking, like, constantly just want to die. So, Yeah, that was a topic that was brought up, uh, you know, just mites with a large collection. I mean, oh. you know what I mean? <laughs> no. Ooh, that's, a, oh. that's a job, like, you want to quit. <laughs> oh. oh, that is horrible. I mean, see, and that's just one thing. Like, say, say I got, like, a trio of animals and I bring them upstairs and it turns out, like, might, it might not even be from where I got him from. Say I bought him from a reputable guy at a show, but like his table was next to a scummy guy, and I came home, and the three animals I just bought got mites. Now, imagine them, one, in a cage next to like your really expensive super caramel jag, or imagine them upstairs in like a quarantine room where it's just the three of them. It's like, I can do this. <laughs> three versus yeah. like 20-something. It's, you know, it's a no-freaking-brainer. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's kind of a, 
that's kind of a weird sound. Well, well, well let's mm-hmm. let's bring Jim on and let's let's yeah, let's do yeah, it a little bit. <laughs> hey, Jim, how you doing? Welcome to the show, or I should say, welcome back. Hey guys, how's it going? Ah, uh, all right. Well. We're gonna talk uh, some scrub pythons. Uh, so we figured we'd start with uh, you know what's new with uh, your collection. What do you got going on? What new acquisitions have you made since uh, the last time we talked? New acquisitions. Um, I'm kind of definitely, like you said, have the bug. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to pick up, pick up everything I can. Uh, it's it's kind of been a lull here recently with imports coming in or things are getting grabbed so fast. I don't even have a chance to see the post, but um, I have uh, I have you know gotten a couple animals here recently, and I'm looking for more. Uh, probably next month, you know, I'm going to be ready to buy in mass quantities if I can find them. So, um, some recent acquisitions, uh, I got a, uh, a female Southern scrub, uh, proven from Andy Maddox, uh, out of Houston. Uh, nice. he produced a clutch, uh, Last year, they had them. I think they they kept them outside, and uh, ended up uh, breeding over the summer and, and having a clutch out of those guys. Uh, I was kind of uh, kind of taken back because I I had asked him if I could buy the pair uh, that year that that they produced, and he said no. And then I had, so I ended up getting a, a female, uh, a captive bred one from him. Then he calls me up uh, a couple months back, and he's like, "Hey, you know, are you still interested in, in that female?" And I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely." So uh, we, you know, I send him the money and everything, and he's in Houston, so it's about uh, about three hour drive or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I go uh, I go down there and you know check out his shop. He's got a he's got a works at a cool shop. They have lots and lots of reptiles down there. Um, it's uh, Pets of Plenty, Ultimate Reptile, or something like that. Uh, cool. And I check her out. You know, I've seen her before, and she's she's a really, really awesome snake. Uh, a little darker than uh, some of the ones I've had in the past, but uh, really nice looking. And I kind of asked, well, you know, why are you selling her? Before I went over there and looked at the cage, and and he told me that uh, that she killed the male. Oh my God. So, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I'd get rid of her too. I'd be kind of pissed off. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. But, um, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, they, they yeah. were housed together, so you know, whoever, you know, you never know what happened. You know, he, she was hungry, or he did something wrong, or whatever. So, uh, so I picked her up, and she's a, she's a heck of a beast. She's a. Oh, nine, ten foot or so, and has a real, real crazy attitude. Um, but that's, you know, that's kind of what makes them special, I guess, for the real scrubby <laughs> people. Is mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I like her a lot. Um, she was a cool addition. Uh, I posted up her daughter that I got at, uh, for sale because I'm, you know, I'm really not super interested in those guys because they're, you know. I don't want to say common, but a little more common, especially with the with the imports and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I posted her up, and I have a male that I I think I got from 
from you, Eric. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm about a mail from you. And um, uh-huh. as yeah. he's grown, you know, he was kind of in question whether he was a type 2 Aru or a, or a Marak and a Maruke. Right. And, uh, and the more he grows, I'm, I'm pretty confident that he is a, a Maruke. Um, so he's going to... He's going to be paired up this year with that female. Uh, cool. I put him in early this year because I got her pretty early in the season. Uh, he just didn't really show much interest, so I don't think she was uh, she was ready to go at the time. Um, and he's a little bit a little bit young still. Uh, but the the end of this year or the end of you know 2015 2016 season, he should. He should probably make an effort, I would imagine. Um, right. What else did I get? Uh, I got uh, a bunch of Helmaheras. I've got uh, two pairs of those guys. Um, cool. I got the I got one pair from or no, I got one lone female from Cam at Bushmaster, and uh, she was being a real, real pain. She didn't want to eat for anything. Um, no. And I kind of worked on, um, you know, offering different things. And, you know, I think she went six months before she ate. But, uh, really? you know, it's about, it's about patience and not yeah. not rushing what you're, what you're trying to, oh, I'm going to feed her every three days or I'm going to try or I'm going to mess with her. You know, it's setting them up and leaving them alone and letting them get comfortable, trying once a week, uh, trying different things. You know, I tried uh, I tried rats of all different sizes and mice and, you know, live and pre-killed and frozen thawed and, you know, all different things. And she ended up taking uh, frozen thawed jumbo mice after a long, long time, after that six-month period. Um, but she was a big girl, you know, she's, she's pretty decent size and she, uh, I think when they come in with any size on them, you know, it just takes them a little longer to, uh, to get established and start going. Yeah. So, so she's good and now she's taken, she's taken small rats as well. So, uh, I'm pretty happy about that. Um, I got a little mail, uh, from somebody else. I can't remembering the name of the person uh, off the top of my head. Um, and he was he was doing really well right away. Um, and then I had some problems with shedding. Uh, we've uh, we got a ton of rain now, but we were having uh, over the winter a lot of a lot of dry weather. It was pretty cold, so the heat was going a lot. So the humidity was the ambient humidity was not cooperating uh and even with misting and everything i had some shed issues with him where he got a stuck shed that just would not come off or anything i soaked him for weeks and you know soaked him for a day and let him dry out and then soaked him for a day and let him dry out and finally he went into shed again and got that off and he's back on track so i've got that pair um they're pretty small Uh, i would say another two years at least before I'm going to give them a shot. Um, and then I got uh, a heads up uh, on another pair from Ari uh, from SNS Exotics uh, that's here in Texas as well in Houston. Uh, so I got that pair. Um, 
they were bigger animals as well, but they were uh, supposedly feeding. Uh, and when I brought them home and set them up for, you know, left them alone for about a week and then offered them rats and, and they took right away. So oh, that's uh, both, awesome. both of them are taking, uh, taking larges, just frozen thawed rats. And they don't, uh, I don't seem to be putting on much weight very fast, but at least they're eating. So, uh, I'm gonna. Very cool. I'm probably gonna use, do a a fecal and see if they got any uh, got any crazy stuff going on there. But uh, uh, no, no, no problems with them, and you know they are growing, but you know not as not as fast as I would hope they would. You know I'm kind of antsy to get them up to size so I can give them a give them a go. Are you doing um, anything special with uh, their? You know, like. Um, are you keeping them warmer, or are you keeping them like the rest of them, or what's your approach, husbandry-wise? Uh, for those guys, I've, right now I've got them in racks, uh, CB70 racks, but I have them in the uh, the the gray tubs from uh, Reptile Basics, I think it is. Or yeah, yeah, um, and so they're kept pretty dark, you know, and they don't see me. I don't disturb them. I mean, I do check them, and that's something else I'll touch on, but I do check on them quite often. Um, but, you know, I don't mess with them, but once a week when I go to feed them and, you know, check to clean them or whatever. Um, and temperature-wise, uh, you know, they have the, the ambient light I've got. I'm running, um, I'm running ambient humidity now with a, with a humidifier in my, in my snake room. Uh, that's set to about 65 uh, constantly, and I have you know they're they're just running off of uh, in a rack with a <clears throat> with a thermostat on it. I'm not doing any drops in temperature um, over the you know over the course of the day and night on them, uh, except for the breeding season. Uh, I have all my lights in that room hooked up to. Uh, some pretty cool digital uh, digital timers that uh, account for the daylight and sun, daylight and sunset times. So it keeps the oh, cool. it keeps the uh, keeps the daylight uh, consistent with the course of the the year. Uh, mm -hmm. And they're awesome. They work really well. I'll, I'll post them up sometime. I like them a lot. And I've run yeah, I run all the lights off of that, so I don't even have to worry about turning things on and off. It just comes on and off by itself. And, you know, it has a long summer hours and, and short winter hours. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, I keep them I keep them on, uh, like, indented uh, craft paper. I have okay. done some substrate. I, I really prefer substrate because, you know, it holds the humidity and stuff. But, you know, when you're buying bags of say cypress mulch or that kind of stuff you know you always have to worry about bugs and you know not not mites per se but just bugs in general because they store that stuff right. outside right so, right um you know i've gone to that and then i've been like what is all this stuff in here and then i'll scrap it and try something else i've done you know the aspen chips and that kind of stuff as well yeah but i think you I know, know i can I always, always kind of go back to the paper Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I used to get tiny little flies out of the mulch, and that was the most annoying part of it. 
is like these little like almost like fruit fly gnat things. Yeah, tiny, out. tiny little things. Yeah, and that would just piss me off. <laughs> so, it, um, I don't think it hurts the snake, but it sure is annoying. No. Yeah, no, no, it doesn't hurt the snake at all, but it's still just annoying. And you put the fly strips up, and all of a sudden you realize just how many there are, and you're like, oh my god. So yeah, um, yeah, it's just one of those things. It feels kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, in the winter time, I I am giving them a a night drop. Uh, basically, my basically my ambient. You know, my ambient gets pretty low uh, during the winter, so. We don't get too cold down here, but enough to uh, to bring them down, you know, to the seven low seventies. I don't go much much more than that. You know, I've in in my past success with uh, with the southerns. You know, I cycled them just like I did my carpets, and and they took for me. So uh, I'm not going too crazy about you know experimenting you know i'm going to do what i know uh, worked for me before try to emulate it at the best i can and because uh, right. it was quite a, quite a while ago so do you feel that what's your thoughts on the whole um i don't know my my thought with with scrub is just scrubs is that they need to be acclimated to your environment and once they are and they feel secure i think they, they, those tubs that you're talking about are a good idea as far as not feeling, you know, disrupted or disturbed and not stressing them out. Uh, I, I really think that might have a lot to do with successfully breeding them, you know. I don't know. Yeah. That would be my guess. What's your thoughts? Um, I agree. You know, I, I really I, – I monitor them all the time, right? I'm always, I'm always checking temperatures. I'm always checking the cages to see if they need cleaned. You know, I'm very – I'm very up on monitoring them, making sure, because, you know, like you said, you can tell when a snake is off or if something's going on. And you, you know, people way before us have said, you know, you have to learn from your snakes and you have to, you have to be able to recognize when, when things aren't quite right for them. So, um, yeah, I mean, the racks, the racks are great for a snake up to about, you know, that size, maybe, yeah, six foot, eight foot, maybe some eight might be pushing in. Um, but you know, other than that, if you can get them young and get them used to that, your your environment not being disturbed too much, but they're they get used to you coming into the cage, right? And they know you're going to mm-hmm. feed them, or you're going to you're going to pick them up gently and you place them into another bin, and you're going to clean out their cage and you're going to put them back in there. And, you know, a lot of my animals that have been pretty aggressive, uh, you know, and you they'd strike at you constantly. If you open the cage, they don't anymore. They wait to okay. see what's going on. They're like, are you going to pick me up or are you going to feed me? Um, I always feed on the same day every day or every week, uh, always at night. Um, so it's a very, very set schedule. That way, when I go in during the day to do maintenance, they're not expecting to be fed. Um, you know, I, I am on a, a seven-day feeding schedule, so nobody's extra hungry. Uh, everybody gets a appropriate size rodent. I don't go too crazy on big or small. Um, mm. And I don't really mix it up that much uh, as far as throwing in chicks or quail. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with that, but I don't just don't do that personally. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I just don't know how how you'd be able to to handle that with with some of the larger animals. You know, once they get to a certain size, obviously a, a rack won't quite work. I mean, you could go with a, a freedom breeder with those, a you know big Christmas tree tubs that everybody's all yeah uppity about maybe, but yeah, I mean Christmas tree tubs are cool, but they're you know they're opaque as well. I mean, they're not total. Yeah. Total isolation. Yeah. And if if you were going for that, you know, the best would be to get those freedom breeder huge yeah. huge python racks and yeah, maybe just cool. paper pa- cover the windows or whatever. Yeah. I've seen ones that come without the windows, but um even then I'd be a little nervous about opening a drawer that's at like chest height with a bar <laughs> neck on the yeah. side of it. I mean, that's just me. So I mean uh, obviously, we've had uh, we we had scrubs here that would learn our routine and kind of calm down a little bit more. But then we had others that would learn our routine and then use it to like ambush us. Like they would know what the sound to unlock the cage makes, and they would be like kind of doing their own thing. But once they heard that key turn, they'd be up and out. Have you noticed that a lot of you guys are kind of learning your routine? Uh, no, I mean they know. It's it's all for me. It's about the timing, and okay. I don't know why it works, but it works for me. Um, at night, they know I don't I don't touch any of my snakes at night. Period. If I have people over, <laughs> you can we're not you can peek in, but we're not taking them out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I only handle them or take them out to clean them during daylight hours, and I only feed them at night. So I haven't had that. I've actually seen the opposite where. They know it's feeding time, and they know it's not feeding time. Um, they will become alert, you know, and, and you know, when it, especially in the tubs, because it's, oh, they get, you know, a little bit startled when it gets slid out sometimes. But, um, you know, I've never, you know, caught a, caught a, caught a bite to the face or anything. And it is, I have big racks, too, and I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of kicking myself in the butt for buying, you know, like an eight-foot-tall rack or whatever it is because the ones up high, the ones up high, you're like, oh, man. So I purposely put the nasty ones down low and yeah, put the ones yeah. that, uh, that aren't up high. Um, but they normally wait. You know, they, they, they wait. They look at you. They analyze what's going on, and typically they don't strike at you. I've had some, you know, where I've been messing around too long or trying to take pictures or whatever, and, They'll have a go at me, but uh, thank, enough, thankfully, yeah. nothing. Uh, no, no, seriously. Okay, I gotta get, get rid of this snake because it's too smart. Uh, you know, it's gonna kill me one of these days. <laughs> I've had those. Um, it's like I don't know. I don't know if I'm just an idiot or they're just far too smart. But uh, uh, <laughs> like uh, right now, um, right now I have uh, my my tannin bars. I have the three tannin bars and. Uh, my my male tenant bar is just psychotic, but the two females are actually pretty chilled out, pretty down low. And I was dumb enough to put the male tenant bar all the way up at the top of the rack. And he's still small because he's a tenant bar, but still, you know, it's annoying after a bit to have death from above. But I can just imagine yeah. 12 feet of that. So um, have you noticed any kind of difference in attitude with the different localities? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Typically, uh, the Halmaharas are, are very shy. Um, yeah. A lot of them, you know, the ones I, I mean, 
only have four, so I can't really speak for every single one. That, but that, in, more in my uh, <laughs> more in my in my yeah. opinion, uh, in my opinion, when I mess with them, you know, you can touch them. You know, in a lot of scrubs, you'll touch them when they're just relaxed. So, like, I can slide the cages open, and they won't even move. They just stay where they're at. They don't get all yeah. crazy, and I'll touch them. And and some of the you know some of the other species are. I guess they are species, maybe. Um, they'll spin around and they'll be like, oh, right, and they want to kill you. But these guys, they'll just hiss and they'll kind of bury their heads a little bit. Um, mm. And they're all different. You know, they have their different personalities. Uh, my male, um, Raris, uh, he's the, the smallest male I've got. He uh, he just hisses. He never He'll never strike at you or anything. Um, yeah. he's, he's pretty chill. He'll kind of eventually get agitated and kind of move away a little bit, but he's not bad. Um, my females aren't that bad. Uh, my larger male, uh, Ari, he, and I named him after Ari cause Ari, Ari and Ariana cause Ari tipped me off on getting them. So <laughs> or told me about them. So I, I had to, I had to honor him and, uh, and name them after him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, the male, he's a, he's the only one I have that'll actually strike prey and coil and eat it. Um, and, and it's a lot of them I'm finding are are weird like that as far as wanting to eat. Uh, they want me to just, and and this is what I do and it's a little weird, but they will, they'll take frozen thawed rats, but they want them dried off and they want them just left in the cage and they won't, they won't eat them right away. Sometimes, you know, I, I don't normally stay up too late, you know, after I feed them, but I have looked in the past and come in hours after I put them in there and they're not eaten, but then in the morning they're gone. So, you know, it's kind of just, and if you were to, in those same scrubs, if you try to tease feed them, they Mm -hmm. won't eat for you. So it's all about learning. Yeah. So it's learning what they want. And if you turn them off because you scared them with the rat, they're not going to eat and they might not eat for a couple of weeks if you make them agitated enough. So it's, I mean, I just, I got little trays, you know, that my rats come on and I just, I thaw the rat out, I dry it off, I put it on the tray and I put the tray in their cages and they all have hide, hides in, inside the, inside the rack. Um, and normally they're just inside their hide and I just set the tray in there, close it up and come check in the morning who ate and who didn't. Um, but that's how I do that. Um, I've got uh, all my Helma Harrows except the one male uh, eats that way. I have a uh, an Aru female that eats that way. Um, wow! And uh, the new uh, the two uh, also. Did I tell you about the, the Tamikas that I got? No. And you're gonna be like, what? Tamika. No. I, uh, I know that locality <laughs> only from Whitelip. So keep going. <laughs> so, so I uh, and and they well, I've tried that. I was told they eat that way as well. Um, okay. Have they just went? They were in shed cycle uh, since I got them, so they haven't uh, they haven't taken for me yet. But uh, I'm sure they will be the same way. Um, yeah, I I saw ran across a random post that somebody posted up and. Uh, speaking about uh it was speaking about tanner bars and i'm you know i actually had uh my female tanner bar pass away 
uh, for the from the same thing that my my male Helma Hera did with the stuck shed, mm. and which is stupid. I mean, I I don't know. I don't, now it's like you know I could have prevented it. I'm pretty sure if I mm. would have been a little more on top of it. But uh, you know, it sucks anyways. It sucks yeah. letting an animal get that way. I mean, I, I check them all the time, but you know, I, maybe I just didn't notice that he was that he was too dry or or whatever, or she was too dry. So she passed away, and uh, I'm, I'm looking for another female. And I, I ran across this guy's post, and I was like, yeah, you know, I want a female, and I'm talking to him. And then he posts up, or I, we're talking, and I'm like, uh, he's got these other, other, you know, scrubs that have never been imported before or something. And, hmm. and I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like BS, you know, every scrub has probably been imported yeah, at some point you know, in time. Yeah. Unless they're like uh, in the back, right? Some archipelago or whatever, right? Yeah. So I'm like, do they have yeah. orange sides? And he's like, yeah, they do have orange sides. I like, okay, sold. Uh, <laughs> no pictures, no nothing, whatever. I said sold. I won't. Um, uh, and it turned out he has a, he had a pair, um, and they're they're nice size. They're small, you know, four footers, you know, something like that. Really, really nice colors. Uh, and I pick those up, uh, and they're, they're amazing. And the weird thing is, you know, with the, with that locality, uh, he's telling me that he has very accurate and reliable information that they were caught just north of Tamika. Uh, Tamika is not, Tamika is not in the central highlands. It is south of the range. Mm -hmm. Um, Oxival is yeah somewhat south of the range. It's it's in the southern part of it, um, uh, and you know there's a lot of there's a lot of I think that's a very misunderstood um, locality, and I personally don't think it comes from the highlands at all. Uh, I've seen really really big similarities. Uh, with some of the Southerns, and I think I talked about this maybe last time, uh, the Southerns that I bred, um, they, some of the babies had orange sides when they were born. Wow. Uh, and the parents obvi were obviously not, you know, that locality. I mean, they did not have orange sides as adults at all mm -hmm. um, and didn't have the yellow chins or anything, but those babies straight up had bright orange little bands on their bellies. Um, so, you know, my personal opinion, and obviously I haven't been over there, um, would love to someday, but can't do it right now, um, is that, you know, you have some lighter, lighter phase Southerns um, that are probably from Ruruke or, you know, really far south. And then as you're going uh, higher in elevation towards the mountains, you've got those other maybe in-between type ones that are the darkish ones that we're seeing these days, um, which are almost the color of the, you know, I'll call them central, I'm going to call them orange-sided ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, they almost look like that because my female that I bred, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, she was a very dark patterned animal. And 
the male wasn't. He was a very light animal, and I did get, you know, those orange sides. So I don't know if it's, you know, just they get darker as they get farther north or if those are truly isolated or, or how it works. But, um, you know, Ari's been up uh, up in the highlands, and, you know, other people mm-hmm. I've talked to, you know, Bolins are the only thing that are up there. So... You know, I don't, I don't think that that's probably the truth, you know, until we get somebody to go up there and, you know, I've been bugging him to write a scrub book, but he's, uh, he's too busy. He's too busy (laughs) on his bowling mission. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like, uh, (laughs) someone, someone, someone start a GoFundMe so I can tag along with him and do some scrub research. Do it. We'll send Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, I'd love to get the info, you know, so I know what's going on. Because as of right now, you know, it's I, I don't want to even breed something that doesn't look identical to its counterparts because you just don't know what what you're messing with, especially because yeah. you know everything's imported. What's your thoughts on? Do you think that there's? Uh, do you think they work like say the carpet pythons, where there's various subspecies of scrubs, or do you think that they're all one? group um they're so different um you know some some you can you can just their body structures and you know we haven't done a ton of advanced scalation research or anything or i don't know of any um i'm always looking at pictures and looking at details about the animals that you know if you can get a good enough picture to kind of look at some different things um, they're just different in size and in, um, and I know it, you know, it's got to be genetically proven, I guess, to actually warrant them to be a, a subspecies or whatever, or geographically they have to be, you know, isolated or, you know, there's got to be research to, to back it, but I think they are, I think they're all so different. Um, yeah, the, the Waminas, you know, they've got pink tongues. Well, not, none of the other ones have pink tongues. Uh, Moroccans are bright yellow. Tannenbards are tiny. Halmaharas are, you know, super skinny and just kind of different. Um, it's just, I don't know. I think they are, you know, not, not in, you know, the green tree pythons that are, that are all up there and from the different localities, they all kind of look different. They have different patterns. Mm-hmm. They have different colorations. Um, different little uh, groups in that have uh, have their own characteristics. You know, and they were talking. You know, I, I'm not too much of a of a chondro guy, but uh, you know, I know there was talks of splitting them into two uh, species as well. So, I mean, it just takes research. I, I I definitely don't think they're they're the same. Well, I think that they recently did. I, I don't know if you're aware of uh, Daniel Natouche was talking about how the scrub pythons in Australia, he believes, are two different uh, two different things. You have the, uh, you know, like uh, the amethystina, and then you have what would be considered king horneye, um, mm-hmm. and they split them. Well, not officially, but so there's a another scrub python in the Cape York, I guess, you know? Mm. 
So that, that are is it, they're both in the same area. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I believe so. They yeah. overlap or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's where he was from, and he was saying that the I believe it's the ones that are farther north are, which I guess would make sense since uh, you know Australia, and New Guinea, um, mm-hmm. were connected at one point. Um, the ones that are farther north are more like uh, what you would say a southern scrub, um, and then the ones that are farther, you know, as you're going down Australia, they're King Horn Eye. Hmm. So. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, it makes sense mm-hmm. to me. I mean, if <laughs> land bridge at one time or another, and yeah. I wonder if there's even scrubs out there that we don't even know. I think of that one. Remember that one that uh, – who was that? Was that Tom Crutchfield posted up? It that was. Crazy that, thing? that crazy pattern, like dark orange crazy thing. That was a couple of years ago, wasn't it, now that I think about it? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder whatever happened with that. Hmm. One of those things Actually, like, I'm, I'm sure there are. I mean, they're supposed to, Bismarck Archipelago is supposed to have them, and there's so many other little islands, uh, you know, in the Moluccas and, and that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine, you know, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt if there's things even closer to, um, you know, south southwest of there. You know, you yeah. got... You've got islands, all the Timor Island, East Timor, or West Timor, or whatever the heck it is, and that kind of stuff. You know, I don't know if the currents aren't just right, so maybe they never drifted over there. But you know, there's so many islands up there off the off the western coast, west West Papua. That uh, you know, I, I saw old uh, an old import list that listed something called uh, from Wageo Island. Never, I've never For seen sure. it. That, that's uh, I've heard of. Yeah, um, but they're listed, and I mean the prices are there, uh, uh, and it had Tamikas as well, which that's that's the only reason I found it is because I was trying to figure out if anybody else marked that locality or you know had brought things in from that locality, uh, and it was on that price list as well. So wow, uh, it's real so. interesting, you know. I, I'm sure there's stuff that we haven't seen. So I guess it would be scrubs that, I guess, because the same thing goes with certain other animals where it's, like, cost-effective for them to go to these islands to collect these animals. I would assume yeah, there, are some, there are some islands that they just don't go to anymore because it's not cost-effective. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. if you have to boat to the island or it doesn't, you know, all these places have airports, you yeah. know, and, and that's a lot of the names probably came from the airports. I You know, I... They might have been collected locally in that area and then came out of that airport. Uh, but, you know, Tamika has an airport and, um, you know, up on the, the northern side of Helmahara, there's an airport and that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's, yeah, they're not going to go to these rinky-dink little islands to get these obscure snakes uh, that... right. I would pay. I would pay top dollar for, but you know, for for them, you know, they're getting. They're, yeah, well, they're getting a couple bucks or whatever per snake. You know, obviously, if you know, the imports are coming in and and you know, people like Cam and them are selling them for 175 bucks a piece. Mm-hmm. Although he bumped his prices to 275 here recently, which hurt me a little bit. 
<laughs> I, I, made, I guess we made them too popular or something. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, if they're if he's selling them for that much, then the person that actually collected them probably got a dollar for it or something U.S. If that, so huh. uh, you huh. know, a two hour huh. a two day boat trip to some tiny island to get you some awesome scrub is uh, probably not going to happen unless you've got some friends over there that uh, will do it yeah, for you. Yeah, are willing to do it. You give them five dollars to go get it. So yeah, God. this may be a crazy question, but can you do it? If you wanted to charter a boat and go there, could you do that? Well, I tell you what. I mean, obviously you can go over there. Um, it's not. Yeah. It's not the most uh, hospitable place ever. Um, they don't speak English for one. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know, if you're going to some of these really remote places, they probably don't even see tourists. You know, you've got divers and, and bird people to go out there. Um, and that, for me, that'd be your best bet is kind of tag along with some of these birders or, or, you know, especially if it's your first time going over there, you know, that's what I plan on doing unless you're going with people that have been before. Right. Um, you know, cause a lot of the, a lot of the things I found for the Helma Harris and that kind of stuff, you know, it's birding reports. Oh, well, we went to we went to such and such island to see the bat colony, the flying fox colony, and we saw a scrub python or whatever. And they'll actually, you know, have pictures or show show or give it the the true scientific name because someone actually uh, identified it. Okay. Um, so I mean, they're there. I mean, it's it's just how do you, how do you get about doing it and then getting from place to place and getting your getting your uh, your visa or whatever you need to get uh, into the country. I would it's a lot of research that has to be done. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. intimidating, honestly. And I would assume there had to be some sort of licensing agreement, maybe not even on the end of the uh, island part collecting the animals, but getting them back into the States. I guarantee you societies and stuff would have to be involved in all that fun crap. So. Yeah, because, I mean, they have export uh, export quotas. Um, yeah. And, you know, that stuff's listed. If you go out uh, on the web, you know, you can download the quotas. And I think they only mm-hmm. they only allow, like, out of Indonesia, they only allow 750 uh, live uh, scrub pythons to come out. Wow. Um, so, I mean, you would have to find somebody that does it and have them send them to you, I would imagine, and probably yeah. pay them pretty heavily because it comes out of their quota. Because uh, I, mm-hmm. I would imagine they have their individual quotas as well. I don't know how that works, but that's my assumption. Yeah, I, I would I would kind of assume the same thing. It's almost like a fishing like uh, conglomerate thing where they have their own personal quotas of how much they can take. So Yeah. yeah. Wow. So no, Eric, so go pick your own, okay? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would love to go pick my own, but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Not a Christmas yeah. tree farm here, all right? Maybe we'll, have to, maybe we'll have to push a read to uh, get, uh, what do you call it, together, a trip together. Yeah, yeah. that'd be nice. The future of... But he's going to he's gonna go to the Highlands, and he's going to be like, okay, guys, see you later. And we have to go, we, I mean... <laughs> trying to plan a trip. I mean, I, I looked and I looked at all these little rinky-dink airlines and whatever, because you have to take, you know, we're so spread out. You'd have to go to one locality at a time, which really <laughs> sucks, because I'd like to go see them all in one trip, but I doubt that it would ever happen. 
Right. Uh, because it's just the so spread out. Point. Yeah. Yeah. I need to I need to meet somebody rich with their own plane to just like or helicopter and island hop <laughs> me around. So if you know a guy, <laughs> if we know a guy who's really rich, well, well let me think. No, no I don't know anybody, Harris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all my uh, friends are snake poor. We all burn all our cash on more snakes. So yeah. Yeah. Right. What do you think of? Uh, I'm curious of your thoughts on moving scrubs out of Morelia. Is that uh, is that a, a go for you, or are you still on the fence, or have you embraced it? Uh, I've embraced it. Uh, that's a go for me, and I was actually a little a little perturbed that you didn't change your uh, opening thing to Similia Python Radio. You can't do it every time. <laughs> 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 I would have liked to hear that, but you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is, you know. If there, mm-hmm. if the research was done and you know it was accepted by the community, then then I'm gonna accept it as well. Um, was calling my reticulated uh, Maleo Maleo Python, mm-hmm. um, you know. So yeah, I'm going with the uh, I'm going with the the masses and. Right. I'm uh, kind of going that route. There's still some well, people are clinging to hope. It's kind of funny. <laughs> so. it, it, it always seemed like Morelia was like uh, kind of a, you know, a catch-all for everything with a prehensile tail, so to speak. <laughs> you know, oh, you got yeah. a prehensile tail. Morelia. And yeah. near Australia, done Morelia. So. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. Kind of good that somebody's taking a little bit more of a vested interest in scrubs in general, as well as other, you know, Indonesian pythons. So it's cool. I like yeah. it. So and I, I think there's a lot more people out there that are kind of getting uh, getting the bug as well, or at least getting interested in them. Um, you know, there's a, a lot more people on the forums that, uh, like Facebook forum and stuff, or Facebook groups mm-hmm. uh, that are kind of kind of into them. I just recently started uh, one myself. Yeah. Uh, today, as a matter of fact, uh, I, I, don't, I don't really know what I'm going to do with it. I kind of just created it because I wanted to. Um, I don't. Uh, I, I think I want to keep it small, and I want to think I. I don't know if I'm going to do just people that have produced scrubs in the past, or 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 what. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, I don't know what I want to do uh, as far as X is concerned, but I do, you know, I did s- set it up and added a couple people to it just to, just to play around. I'd like to, I'd like to make some, you know, I think I'm building some decent relationships with some of the importers. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And I'd really like to potentially bring in large quantities of animals if I can get them. Uh, that would be cool. And maybe, I, mean, I know there's. Yeah. Well, a lot of people have talked. A lot of people have talked about it and tried it and whatever. But you know, maybe maybe I don't have any direct connections uh, to Indonesia. But you know, I I know some people here, and you know, if I could get some and get some established, and you know, so that not so many are you know in really bad shape when they're getting sold. You know, I'd just rather I'd rather maybe even tame them down, you know, I have some routines that I do to, to work with the snakes to tame them. Um, you know, if I could maybe get a, a nicer looking, better quality snake on the market, 
that has a little bit of attitude and stuff. Um, I think it can't hurt. So. And I want as many as I can get anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a point to win-win. That. I mean, I've seen people take that kind of approach with uh, condors, or they used to, where they just bring in a bunch, raise them up, and then when they had a good established you know, animal to sell, they would do that, and uh, they became kind of well-known as the go-betweens between uh, the importers and the general guys. So it would be really cool to do that with scrubs. I mean, it would be a kind of a nice little stepping stone for everybody to get into. So, yeah. yeah. I, like I mean, maybe people want them, but they don't want to, you know, well, I don't want them because they die, or I don't want them because they're mean, or I don't want them because they're infested with parasites or they're all scamped mm-hmm. up or, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they, I mean, they come in that way. They're collected from the wild and they, they sit in shipping containers for God knows how long coming across the ocean or whatever, or the air. I don't even know how they get here, honestly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's a long time and, you know, they're dehydrated and they're messed up and, you know, and some of the people just sell them as is, uh, as you know, and uh, I think there'd be a market for nicer cleaned up ones i mean i'm really really excited uh about the news that you know a lot of people are got that got clutches that are coming or clutches on the ground um you know uh i think uh i think waminas are are coming out this year should be hatching out this year uh which would be awesome i don't have them i love them they're one of my favorites uh yeah i do like so i want a pair or two of those at least um Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, in the in the meeting, you know, in the in the meantime, why not uh, why not get myself some more scrubs and you know maybe hook some guys up uh, <laughs> the process. So. I also get pick of everything that comes in, so it's good for me too. Yeah, I mean, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and everything. it does, and then you you know yeah. you can hook your buddies up, and you can yeah, it's cool. <laughs> why not? You know, it's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, you know. Like keep, like keep messing around. I'll just bring them all in and be like, all right, this one I like, this one can go, um, this one I like, this one can leave. Yeah, you know, it's all good. It's all good. I love it. So I mean, uh, it's something. I, I, you know, I yeah. I've been doing. You know, I I did the car- carpets for a long time, and you know, don't don't get me wrong. I I really enjoy carpets. They were one of my one of my all time favorites. I mean, it was all I was about with you know, MoraliaPythons.com and, and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff back in the day. Um, but I I just felt that I had to move on to something else. Yeah. Uh, I needed to challenge myself with, with a different animal or, or, you know, species or whatever. Um, so, you know, I sometimes I have problems focusing. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just really want to focus on the scrubs now. Uh and just try to try to get a bunch in and, and get them cleaned up and and try and get some more captive uh, captive clutches on the ground. I'm really mad about my my uh, not, uh, not. Yeah, going I was going to ask you. You had it looked like you were getting locks or something. Uh, oh, I have. I, they were mating like crazy. They they must have mated 20 times. Every time I put them in there, he'd mate with her. Uh, and she oh. fooled me. She got dark, and then she went into shed, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's coming, it's coming, and then go. 30 days went by, and I'm like, no! Because oh. uh, she, she had me fooled, man. I, I, she was looking really big in the butt, and I was, 
I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get him. This is awesome. Uh, she, but she's small, you know. I, yeah. I knew this was probably her first possible year, if that. And, you know, so I got plenty of time. And heck, I thought they were two female for the longest time. Uh, they were actually <laughs> Stella and Virgo, uh, or Virga, <laughs> yeah, Stella and Virga. Uh, because one of them striped and one of them had like starry patterns on it. So I went Latin names with those. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I thought it was two girls. And then I probed them months and months ago and was like, oh, damn, I actually got a pair. This is awesome. And then I totally forgot. And I was not even going to put them together this year. And I was like, wait, wait, why is this a male? And uh, so I, I reprobed and I'm like, sure enough, yeah. And, Put them together, but I almost missed out this year because I didn't get anything. But I almost missed out on even putting them together because I was stuck on thinking I had two girls. Uh, well, you're further uh, along than most other people. You at least got locks. I mean, yeah. Oh, they go. They they went crazy. Absolutely crazy. Something's right there. And I don't. I don't. I mean, they could still go. He just got back on food last week. Oh, really? So you took that long yeah. off. Huh. I mean, he wanted he wanted to go, and I mean, I just kept putting. I mean, she might still pop something. I don't know. Mm. They've still been breeding, so I will. Uh, mm. Keep us. From what mind. I heard, sometimes they go in the summer here. Oh, they they they're one of those ones that end up laying eggs in like like freaking August or something stupid. In the fall, yeah, yeah. yeah you had some babies in like you know October, so. Yeah, my the one scrub I got I think was hatched in December or September or something like that. Wow, it was real late in the year. They they actually bred outdoors in the the Texas summer, which is weird. It might not be over yet. (laughs) Maybe people are missing it because they're not putting them together. Uh, when they should. Right yeah, time. you never know. Everybody's yeah. everybody's putting them together in the spring, and when you really need to put them together in the fall, I mean, you never know. That might be it. Then I mean, it might just be like they they might be summer breeders. You might not want to put them together till like August. I mean, yeah. if those things are breeding outside in Texas summer, I mean, how hot does it get there during the summer in Texas? I have a hundred and something. Yeah, <laughs> For lots of days. Yeah. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. And you never know, because I mean, I think most people, uh, um, most people breed like reticulated pythons in the fall. Yeah, I've heard that. People that I know do. In the fall. Right. Yeah. And they don't cool. They don't even cool them. It's really weird. Uh, and I did yeah, pick up a couple of those too. Speaking of speaking of not focusing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't know, because the whole band thing, the whole band thing, you know, actually when I when I went to Andy's and I picked up that, that female, uh, that not the big female, but the, the original female, I yeah. picked up uh, uh, just a head albino reticulated from him because the wife was like, oh, you know, it's, it's, it was close to something. And she's like, do you want anything? You know, if you see anything else, I'll buy it for you. So I was like, <laughs> you know what? I've always wanted one of these. And, you know, so I bought her and. She's an awesome snake, man, and her mom is yeah. an absolute monster. She's the hugest snake, uh, and this girl is must have the same big bone genes because she's uh, like uh, 14 months and already nine foot and eating jumbo rats. 
Uh, wow. But super sweet. <laughs> I mean, the nicest snake ever. Um, and so, and then the band was coming on. I was like, I'm going to get a deal and get a mail. So I got a, a, uh, a Motley Sunfire head purple albino. So wow. those will, those will be, uh, oh, those will be another side project I really shouldn't be messing with, but I'm going <laughs> <I want> to. <laughs> Something else I shouldn't be doing, but why not? I mean, it, yeah. it, hey, if you ever want to retick, grab them up now just to be safe. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I mean. I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be moving soon, and really, what kept me from like even considering it, among a couple other things, but one was really the space, you know. And mm. it's just yeah. like uh, they need a huge cage. Yeah, yeah. It's like, now, now you're gonna and, be moving, and then the only thing holding you back is that you're short, and that you're probably food just animal. But so. they're such beautiful, beautiful snakes. You know what I mean? With a big body, big snake, and that's like retic personified. So yeah, yeah. I well, I mean, it was only it was the logical it was the logical progression after Scrubs, right? What's bigger and <laughs> still can have attitude, right? I'm like, well, look like I'm gonna get articulated. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, my the, the two I have are are pretty docile. I mean, the the female, she's totally cool. You know, from day one, I'd hook train her. Every time you open the thing, you rub her with the hook and then move her a little bit and grab her tail and take her out. Um, she's never shown any aggressiveness out of the cage at all. Uh, in the cage at night, she smells those rats and she's ready. Uh, and I did have I did have one little scary incident where I didn't heat the rat. The rats must have cooled down a little bit or something. And when she struck, she actually struck towards the light that's in her cage as opposed to the rat. Um, yeah. But nothing, nothing scary, you know. You know, you you mess with her and and tell her it's you, and then you pull her out, and it's good. And, and they're so predictable compared to scrubs. You you know exactly. You can anticipate when they're going to strike. They're they're pretty uh, they're pretty easy to read if you're if you've had some scrubs. Um, oh yes, yeah. Yes, they can be mean. You, know, you have to. You definitely have to appreciate their strike range and, and that and not that I've had to but I've seen lots of other videos with ones where you really gotta be on your uh, be on your toes but yeah I mean I, I think they're really cool and all the morphs that are out there it's just it's crazy yeah I yeah, think if they, they were gorgeous. if they were smaller or if you could somehow get them the size of like and you knew that they were gonna stay carpet python size Oh my God, that that would be done, dude. It would have been insane. Well, <laughs> I mean, the super the super dwarfs are pretty small. I mean, yeah. if you get a true super dwarf, you're talking, you know, pretty tiny. That's like yeah, six to tiny. six to eight foot. There you go. That's you not know, bad. like with the, when it comes to uh, when it comes to the retics, as much as like I'm a morph guy with carpets. Usually when I step outside of the carpet realm, I usually prefer the natural type and mm-hmm. just really dig a regular looking retic. I mean, they're, they're, they're really, uh, it's hard Their to pattern is just out of this world. I mean, it really yeah, yeah. is the, the, the natural wild type pattern, you know, in the colors. Like my female is... She gets so light sometimes and has this, like, silver. It's just silver with the black and yellow. I mean, it is so gorgeous. Um, but then again, I love the, like, 
sunfire, super sunfire purple motley. Oh, yeah. You know, like, it's like, like <laughs> yeah. blow your mind. Yeah. You're like, holy crap. You know, and, and they don't look that great when they get older, but, you know, some of the, like, ghost sunfires and the, the uh, mochinos, and, I mean, they're just, oh, my God, they're so gorgeous and even funny. They're yeah. a pretty colorful snake. You know, they're just, they're crazy. Mm-hmm. So, they, they are gorgeous. I just had my first one for like a month. I ended up rescuing a motley female, and it's like, I'm like, oh, they they banned them, and I finally get my first one. Hooray, good job, Owen. So, you know, it's like I had it for a little bit, and she was really cool, and I was actually really tempted to keep her, but uh, ended up just not being the space, not having the space required and all that other fun stuff. So, ended up getting rid of her, but it was fun to have with it for a while, you know. It, it's it's amazing, amazing holding a snake of that size. Yes. It, yes. It's just in the power. I mean, it's re- in, I mean, we're totally getting off the scrub subject, but we are. I'm, I'm <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I mean, I, can, I only talk for scrubs so long. It's not like I got 20 clutches on the ground or, or anything cool like that. Uh, I have sure. my collection. I'm I'm trying to trying to boost it up. Uh, find some things, uh, you know, but it's, it just, you know, I, I have the, the weird things, the other things, like I have, uh, I have some water pythons and I like them a lot. I've got a, a reverse trio of those and, um, what other weird things do I have? You like things that bite. <laughs> you just like me. You like things that just Bite. <laughs> I, I think I do. I think I like yeah. challenges. You know, I've always been uh, into crazy uh, things. My water python is crazy. <laughs> like she throws herself. I have to keep the front of her cage covered, her bin covered, because she throws herself at the plastic if I walk by. So, yeah. Yeah, mine are mine are too bad. My, I got captive. I got captive born ones from uh from oh, Brett Bloom, and uh. <laughs> And they they are at they just started getting better. Like at first they were to, like they would just fly around and like flop around and do these weird like full body launch strikes all over the place. Uh-huh. Uh, but now I've got them I've got them coming down a little bit. So I'm I'm hoping that they're gonna they're gonna mellow out a little bit. And they do. I mean I can take them out now. And I just gotta open the open the bin, lift up the hide, and pick them up right away. Yep. But if you dilly dally, they want to nail you. Yep, that's actually I, I got my boy is from Brent too, and he's really fine. It's the female who was produced by a friend of mine. She's the psychopath. So um, yeah. you know, I kind of feel bad that in a couple of years he's going to have to go breed with her. So um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just one of those things, you know. But it, they they're they're such a cool species. I I dig the liasis stuff. So yeah. I like them too, and, and that's kind of my my other thing. You know, there's some other things I'd like to get. I'd love to get some some black face white lips and mm, yeah. uh, Tamora Python, Sapodora. You know, there's there's so many other things that I'd love to get unfocused with, but it'll <laughs> probably happen. But I, I'm so, really, really going to try hard to to keep my focus. Is, is the main focus of my collection is is grow pythons. At least, at least, you know, if I can get one pair of each locality, including some patternless here and there, then I'll be happy. 
Um, but that's going to be tough to do, I think. Yeah. I I did really dig uh, uh, a patternless Wamina. I really did dig the patternless on those things. So, they're, they're kind of funky, and I just like to see what yeah. they what the actual genetics are. You know. That, that, would, that, I don't. I'm not really that that cool on their looks because it's a patternless snake. But mm-hmm. I'd like to see is it is it codominant? Is it recessive? Is it dominant? You know what uh, what is it and how does it work? There, there are a few patternless kicking around out there. I mean, has there been any? Oh yeah, there's lots. From, okay. Hmm. I mean, I just I've don't know anybody that's done anything with them. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, I've seen, like, I have a patternless tannin bar. And actually, I've seen uh, two patternless tannin bars. So, obviously, tannin bars, patternless happens all the darn time. But I've not seen it in too many other things, which would be would be cool to see in the other localities. Yeah, I, was, I, I heard from, I think, Yasser a long time ago said that, uh, or somebody said it, and I believe it, I guess, uh, I don't know where it came from, honestly, but somebody mm-hmm. told me a long time ago that with tannin bars, the axanthic patternless is the dominant yeah. variation. I've heard and that then, as well. We're just there's that many of them. Uh, so. The exanthic and the exanthic patterned would be the the least uh, the least uh, common. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but you know the internet. You know, maybe somebody's just recycling trash, or maybe I'm just recycling trash. I don't know. But, uh, I've heard that we'll find out. I think Ryan, yeah. Ryan Young, or somebody probably. I think he bred a bunch back in the day. I think he's probably the one that that stuff came from. And he probably I think I heard it from Nick. I think Nick told me that. So. Yeah, Nick uh, and Ryan are. Yeah. Nick and Ryan are buds. Yep. It's interesting. I'd, I'd love to see what goes on. I'd love to see if, if we can get something else crazy to come out, perhaps. Yeah, that would be yeah. cool. But, you know, also nothing beats just a really nice, like, really nicely colored Jaya. I mean, those with that contrast between the, the, the stripes and the pattern and the back color, you know, uh, Dave Means was producing his really nicely brightly colored jives. Those were just awesome yeah. looking. So, you know, I'd love to see the different kind of tweaks you can do, but I'd love to see some really nice, you know, lime bread animals to really kind of just pop. Yeah. That, and that's the other, that's another weird locality, right? Because there, there was some, some talks about, Waminas aren't really from Waminas. Waminas are from Jayapura. Uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, and all the barnecks are from the the Birdhead Peninsula. Yeah, that's, um, I, I, I see that. variations. You know the the what are they the Kafau and the uh, and the um, you know some of the other obscure barnecks. The Manaquari uh, and things like that. Yeah, they definitely look. You know, and, and where the hell did those go? Because I had all of those before, and now I can't get them to <laughs> save my life, and it really yeah, makes me mad. They just stopped bringing them in, and I mean, we had yeah. a few animals where it was like we had one lone female because it came in somehow, somewhere crazy, and then tracking down the boy seemed to be like hell on earth, yeah. so we ended up passing the buck on to another scrub breeder who was really into it, who 
from what I've heard, still hasn't been able to find a pair for the thing. We had a, I forget what it was. It was one that I kicked off to you for a little bit, Eric. Which one was that? The, it was the Kofi, right? The Kofi, yeah. Yeah, it was the Kofi. Kofi, yeah. And, Kofi, uh, yeah, Kofi, you, I'll call whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> Why do these names have to be so hard? Yeah, right. trying to get Latin, trying to get Latin names is hard enough. Now I have to try to remember, you know, Indonesian names, island names. Yeah, <laughs> this is that's like wow. hard. But yeah, that was a beautiful he, snake. Oh my god, he was god, gorgeous. Was he was snake. a hell on earth, but she was gorgeous, and it was like she had very little pattern and had just these black kind of like somebody looked like through the they threw black paint at her every once in a while, and that was it down her back and. We could not, for the life of us, find a male that would go with her. And, of course, other people are like, just breed her a barneck. And then you want to smack them. No. <laughs> somebody, somebody just posted today they crossed a freaking Helmahara with a, with a, car, a jag carpet. What? Oh, yeah, that was Wait, last yeah. year. Person, can we burn their house down? Yeah, well, I posted two things, a cry, a cry emoticon and a puke emoticon. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it just makes, it makes me sick and want to cry. doing both of those at his computer at, the, at that moment. <laughs> so. Yes, I was like, no, you didn't. Uh, I, mean, God, no. I mean, at least it's, at least it's a crazy hybrid, so it doesn't even really look like a scrub so much. Uh, but if, if you're, if you're inner locality breeding things right now before anybody knows anything I, I feel really sorry for you and i don't or i don't just, want to be your friend or just scrub breeding things i mean it would be <laughs> cool just to produce a clutch of pure halmahera come on yeah <laughs> we haven't gotten uh, yeah. down yet <laughs> yeah i mean well i mean people get people get i'm sure people get tired of waiting or tired of missing it's just not working, you know? Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm like, wow, I got this big breedable male. Well, hell, let's stick her with this carpet python, or let's let's do this or that, you know? Oh, no. It's, it is. Well, I mean, I, I really don't blame them, I guess, but I sure as hell wouldn't buy one, and uh, I don't know. How do, you, how do you market that thing? I mean, who would want to go? I, I guess there's always going to be that one guy who just thinks it's cool looking and wants to buy it, but, but like... Yeah, there's hybrid there's hybrid levelers out there. I mean, I'm sure Yasser would pick one up. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I know there were some there were some Urian Jaya scrubs. Uh, yeah, a couple of years maybe I, year year back or whatever. And I yeah. almost I almost convinced myself to buy them just to have them. Mm -hmm. uh, because I liked at that time I really liked both of those um, those you know types of types of snakes so. But then I was like, like no, in what one animal. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, what are you doing, man? So I, I passed. And they were going for cheap, too. I mean, they were a couple years old already and, you know, 700 a pair or something. I was like, eh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. But no, I, I want to go. The uh, the one that really took me was the uh, Bolins with the IJ. And you call yeah. it the Colins? <laughs> the Colins. Cool. Oh, my Colins. <laughs> that was a cool-looking snake. Oh, that was the worst name was ever. It? Yeah, but it was, it was cool-looking. I mean, it was a, I don't know, it, you know, in the Morelia world, that's blasphemy, but that was cool-looking. Yeah. It was like one yeah, of those... I'm sure I could, just like I'm you sure just I said, could make some awesome things, you know, like... Like a, a badass 
jungle jet diamond jungle jag mixed with a Moluccan? I mean, who knows? <laughs> that could that could make something really freaking cool. But didn't they do that? Do it, didn't they do that called the moon, called a moon they, uh, python or something? Yeah, yeah, there was a moon python or something. Somebody in Canada yeah. did it a while, a while, ten years, twelve years yeah. ago or something. Yeah, I'd love to see some pictures of adults of those. Yeah, I don't know what carpet they scale with a, I'm going to throw my rough scale with a Malukin and see see what I get. You know. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. <laughs> you were banned from this show, Owen. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was about to say. And, uh, and today is my last appearance on this show. <laughs> well, well, there's a new opening next week for a co-host. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> oh man yeah I, I you know i wish that uh i i think that i really did enjoy well i still have some scrubs but i think that like um you want to sell them no. <laughs> <laughs> you're selling any whoa uh, I, I have this one barnack that was produced from um well, I think it's well. I got it in 2010, and it's uh, one that uh, David Means produced. But you know, for a while, I didn't think it was going to turn out like those that want the you know the one he had that was rain. And, rain. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought one from that pairing, and um, I th- for the longest time I thought it wasn't going to turn out like that. And then recently, it just shed, and my yeah. god, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. Woo! You're like opening up the, where, the you know. Where the hell were these colors hiding? <laughs> yeah. Wow, it's gorgeous. But what a son of a bitch that thing is. <laughs> yeah. and so, I mean, some of them are that way. Some of them really want to kill you. That, that big southern girl I got, she she comes flying out of that cage, man. She wants to she wants to get you. Yeah. I'm trying to I try trying to hook train her a little bit. Um. You know, just like the reticulator, so just open the cage, just touch her. But man, she'll she just like shoots from one side to the other and and gets all crazy. Even just a minute you touch her, I don't think she's ever been handled is the problem. Um, oh boy! And I take her out very carefully, and uh, you know I have a I have a handling thing that I do. Um, it works pretty well, and once I get them out, um, I just keep them focused on something. And keep them reaching to get to something, which right. kind of preoccupies them with not wanting to turn around and hit you. Um, right. <laughs> and then I just hand, hand, you know, hand under hand along their bellies and stuff, and uh, and kind of just not restrain them at all, but just kind of let them go where they want to go, and keep them, keep them, keep them in that flight, that flight mode. And that seems to work a lot. I mean, it's really calmed a lot of mine down, uh, at least it being accepting of handling, not obviously trustworthy, and I'm just going to let it call around my neck or something, my shoulder or something, but uh, enough to enough to not be too scared about going in and hooking it out and putting a, putting a, putting a bare hand on it. Uh, and I'll start with gloves, you know, if I've, I've got them that I know they're bitey. I don't, there's no need to get bit on purpose, you know. I use the gloves, and then I might take 
one glove off. So the, the glove that's always farthest from the snake's head is a bare hand. And, you know, they get used to the, they get used to the heat and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it works pretty well, you know, and as long as you keep them reaching because they want to go somewhere, they they could care less about biting you. Now you go to grab their their neck or you get too close, you have to gradually work up to putting your hand close to their necks and, and close to their heads because that's the last place and the tails because uh, mm-hmm. that's the last. I start with the I start with the mid body and then I work on conditioning them to accept the, the tail. Which sometimes ends up in swing around, bite you in the in the chest or whatever, or whatever <laughs> extremity they can get their teeth on. Uh, I go there and then and then work towards the work toward the neck and head and and just be gentle, you know, and watch them. And if they start to turn, refocus them back, you know, where they're where they're supposed to be looking, and you know, just try to act like a warm tree, I guess. Right. <laughs> I mean, do you, do you ever think, you think that if when scrubs are more readily produced in the, uh, you know, in the hobby, do you think that they'll, that they'll mellow out, say, like with retics have and bloods and, you know, short tails and uh, IJs for that matter? I mean, pretty much that seems to follow suit. Do you think that that day will come where they'll be? You know, I don't think that the, the, they seem to just be more aware, uh, similar to like retics. Uh, I've heard that with king cobras, uh, they're just you know a little smarter. Um, I don't know what what's your yeah, thoughts on that. They're they're way smarter, that's for sure. Mm. <laughs> I mean, i I don't uh, I don't I don't think there's any other snake that I've messed with that's been quite so alert. Uh, Maybe you know, maybe like tiger rat snakes and some of those other, uh, some of those other larger colubrids that are you know uh, daytime hunters and stuff. They're very very visually sight oriented as opposed to anything else. You know, they. I, I just really haven't haven't seen much that matches their their perceived intelligence. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've. They're nasty. The ones I bred were. I had a uh, a super super docile male. I mean, the, I I let my God, she must have been seven year old, nine year old daughter hold that snake at ten twelve foot when when she was growing up. I mean, he you right. could do anything with him. He he never offered to bite. He was totally chill. He was awesome, beautiful. Uh, he in in your calendar. That that's the one that. Uh, couple years back that uh oh yeah 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 picture of him he was he was such a such an awesome snake but then the female was kind of nasty and you know the clutch came out kind of in between you've got yeah there were some that were totally cool and you can hold them and they'd never they'd never mind and there were some that were you know really crazy but uh yeah i mean i think if you breed calm snakes you get calm snakes if you don't freak them out and mm-hmm. they learn, they learn over time that, you know, you're not going to hurt them. I mean, they get, they have to, I mean, if you're, if, if you're, if you're able to tame a snake at all, then they must be able to learn. Right. right. 
Makes sense. So yeah, I mean, I mm-hmm. I think it's we're breeding, and the more we the more we produce, and we've got tame animals producing tame animals. You know, uh, a lot of the reticulated uh, clutches are the same way. If you breed nasty animals, you get nasty babies. Um, so. That, that would be an impressive animal if you could get a, you know, and I don't know. I mean, for most part, the scrubs that I've worked with in my collection have all been pretty chill. I don't, I haven't had that many that have been, you know, insane until I had some from Owen, and then they're just There insane. you go. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Here we raise a mean. We just yeah. like to make, you know, 14 feet of death. So. Yeah. None of mine are trustworthy. Yeah, I oh, yeah. like that one. I like that one I had. I mean, I could do anything with that snake, but but these guys, I have ones that you know my Moluccans, they were they were cool when they were little, but now they're uh, they got some teen angst, I guess, because they're mm-hmm. uh, they've taken some weird, you know, I wouldn't expect it, and they've taken some weird shots at me, haven't connected, but. Uh, and you know they they're getting to the size where they've got a good you know three foot strike range. So right. you bend over and you you get one whizzing by your head and you're like oh shh. What the hell was that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're taking some they're taking some pot shots. So you know, but I mean they if I take them out and I hold mm-hmm. them, they're fine. But I don't trust them. Not, not yeah. like that other snake. You know, that's that other snake never struck at me ever, ever. As soon as the strikes a snake strikes at me once, he doesn't have my trust anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're if you're cool and you've always been cool and I can touch your face and pet your head and you're not gonna do anything, uh, I'm confident that you're probably unless it's a feeding incident, which never happens because I have like three foot forceps or whatever they are. Uh, yeah. hemostats uh, you know there, there's no reason that you know I'm going to get bit from them there's uh, I mean we I had one Malukin that I kind of trusted and everybody beyond that was you know no dice uh, they didn't I don't even trust half the tandem bars everybody but everybody kind of sits well on a hook after they after a while I mean they all kind of were raised being uh, hook handles and things like that. So, I guess once you get them used to handling with the equipment, there's really no problem. You just gotta, gotta be wary. You always know? gotta be ready. And every once in a while, you do miss, and they kind of either get yeah. or get close. So, yeah, and I, you know, and, and people with with experience, I haven't been bit. I, I was bit once or twice recently due to my own complete stupid. Yes. Mm. Um, but I, you know, before that, I hadn't been bitten years. I mean, I, I didn't mm-hmm. have snakes for quite a while because I, I got rid of my collection. But you know, not, you know, I just I'm smart and I know what's going to happen. And I read the snake and I know what's going on. But uh, I got this stupid idea that uh, scrubs hate to go back in their tubs. So mm-hmm. if you're keeping them in racks, good luck because <laughs> you try to put yeah. them to go in and all they do is go in and then shoot right back out with their heads. Well, I got in this stupid idea that I'm just going to pop them on the head gently and have them go back in. And I've taken two hits to the palm of my hand uh, from two different ones. And I was like, and I just corrected myself. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Stop touching their faces. Uh, Why? Why would you do that? Yeah. Like, like you're you're stupid. Mm. But, um, 
Yeah. I mean, there's once you get them out, they're typically really good and you know, no no crazy problems. But the bad ones that I know are going to bite the crap out of me. And I know yeah. that you better wear gloves and you better be ready. But, uh, you know, on the on the non-feeding days, you know, I feed every Sunday. So on Wednesdays when I'm cleaning or whatever, hey, it's, it's time to take them out. It's time to play with them, get them, get them used to what's going on. And, you know, I don't think they'll ever calm down if you don't interact with them. You know, I think they're, I think some of mine kind of get used to my presence, but being handled, I don't think they'll get used to if you mm-hmm. don't handle them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, yeah. it's all about exposure. Okay. No, I, I would agree to that. If you leave them in the, if you kind of just ha- handle them minimally, uh, that's you're, they're never going to calm down for you. They're just going to be themselves, and that's what you're going to deal with. So. Yeah. If you want a tame tame snake, you need to you need to do the perfect uh, you know that perfect balance between not stressing it out mm-hmm. and it getting used to you, right? So you're holding it, but you're not restraining it. You're not forcing it to do what it doesn't want to do. Um, you're not drawing its attention. You know, you're you're just letting it be out of the cage. Like you know, like I said, the warm tree theory. You know, it's out mm-hmm. and it's getting used to climbing on you. And eventually, it's gonna it's gonna realize that your warm touch isn't a threat. It isn't food because it doesn't smell right. Um, your your movements, you know, move slow. Don't make sudden movements. Don't wave your hand in front of their face like a somebody, you know, like a stupid ass. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and I think I think eventually, you know, you're gonna end up with a tame snake. It may take five years, but I think eventually it'll happen. Right. Yeah. You have and the more you interact with them, the more you learn. You learn about their habits. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, I know this one. If you if I touch it right there on the neck, it's going to spin its head super fast and nail me. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> you just you learn how they how they react, and you know, and mm-hmm. then you can kind of anticipate what's going to happen, and you know, you can take a big one out that's nasty and take it outside and play with it with the hook and know how far it's going to strike and. You know, try to try to work on turning that that fight into flight and getting it to just move away from you instead of always being so defensive. Mm. Right. But you don't want to stress it out. And at the same point, right? So that's where that balance is between I'm going to hold it, but I'm not going to I'm going to not I'm not going to purposely keep touching its neck over and over and over and over and over because that's just going to reinforce that it's mad and and you're messing with it. You know. It's got to be, it's got to kind of be calm, calm, deliberate handling. Yeah. Yeah, it seems uh, like... Let uh, it, it, don't freak it out too much. Scrubs are a a test in patience, you know? (laughs) It's all around patience. And all all around, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. So, keeping, uh, keeping them alive, keeping them feeding, getting them to breed, keeping them nice, making them nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Way, lots of patience. But it wouldn't be fun if it was easy, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, do you, uh, do you, what would be, if you're getting a wild caught scrub, um, 
Yep. And you have, uh, you know, it, there's one that presents itself, and you have to you have to grab it. What would be the number one thing you would say as far as acclimating that successfully? Someone that, you know, may be interested in getting into uh, the scrubs. Uh, well, I've acclimated quite a few, so I'll, I'll, I think I'm pretty experienced on that. Um, when I get my animals, um, the first thing I do is, you know, I, I treat them for external parasites, even if they don't have them, uh, you know, preventamite the cage or, you know, whatever your, whatever your preferred method of, of getting rid of mites and, and that kind of stuff is. Um, obviously don't spray it on the animal itself, uh, but just treat the cage. Uh, I set them up, you know, definitely for something that's new on, you know, craft paper, newspaper, paper towel, something that's going to show any, uh, any mites that are dying or whatever. So you can kind of gauge the, the outside health of the animal. Mm. Uh, I set them up minimalistic. They've got a hide and they've got paper towel. Or, or you know something, some kind of easy, easy substrate, nothing uh, you know, no aspen or any of the other stuff to start with. Um, and I leave them alone. I don't touch mm -hmm. the snake at all until it's fed for me. Um, no, no handling, no, no messing with it at all. Um, if it's you know. It's not eating. It's typically not soiling its cage, so you don't really even have much cage maintenance that needs to be done. Uh, if you do, hook it out, put it in a bin, clean it up, put it right back in, and shut the cage and leave it alone. Um, I know it's like, wow, I got this awesome snake and I want to hold it. Well, don't. Um, so I set them up, and then, you know, once a week at night, I offer. I offer what I want to feed first, so that's a frozen thawed rat. Um, I'll offer it to it, uh, just present it. I don't hit the snake with it. I don't do anything like that. I'll just offer it and see if it strikes it. I will move it a little or pull it away. Sometimes an away movement gets them to, uh, gets them to strike and, and, and pull it. Uh, you got to be careful uh, with the nervous ones that you don't do anything after they take it, if they, if they do hit it that way. Because uh, a lot of them will just disengage really quick, and uh, and then not eat the rat. So some of them you have to let them hit it, and then just stand there frozen until they swallow it. Because you know even shutting the cage or sliding the tray in or whatever is going to make them not eat it. Um, so that's the first way I try to offer stuff. Um, if that doesn't take, I do the the you know I do the rat. Uh, same thing, frozen thawed on a, on a tray. Just open the cage, set it in there, close the cage, and see what happens in the morning. Uh, if that doesn't work, I'll try other rodents like mice or ASFs or something of that nature, chicks, quail, whatever you want to do. And you kind of got to cycle through. Uh, I didn't have any luck with quail or chicks getting my Helmahara started or anything. It was mice that that uh, that did it. Um, I wouldn't. I would really shy away from using uh, a live rodent of any kind, obviously for injury reasons, but also because it can just freak them out even more. 
and and I actually and I actually think that they associate the smell with the fear because I've I've freaked out scrubs that have been eating perfectly fine on rats and I went up a size on the rat and he w- and it didn't take it and it kind of freaked out with it and then it wouldn't eat rats at all and, and then I got it started but as soon as I offered a mouse it took it right away and then as soon as, and if I scented a rat with a mouse it would eat that so and it had been eating rats for a year you know for for months or whatever so you know, you just got to be careful with what you're with what you're feeding, and not freak out the snakes. So I'd stick with frozen thawed or pre-killed. You know, some of them are weird and don't like them wet. Uh, so the you know pre-killing something and just leaving it in there uh, would be the next option. As soon as it you get it to eat and you can get a fecal sample, uh, you know, do a float test or do your send it to your vet or whatever. I don't have a good snake vet down here. Uh, so I tend to do all my floats and stuff myself, uh, you know, and see what's going on uh, internally in the snake, you know, maybe, you know, give it, give it whatever kind of wormer or whatever it needs to, uh, to clean it out. Uh, to do that, I just, I know, you know, it's eating, so I don't, I don't put it in the snake's mouth or anything. I just inject it into the prey item uh, and let it do its thing that way. So then I know you know, that it's clean inside and out. So I know it doesn't have any potential health issues. I've got it set up sterile. Um, it's got a hide box. It's got, you know, water. The temperatures are right. Don't mess with it. And then, you know, once it's somewhat established with eating, then then I start with, you know, some gentle handling or or that sort of thing. I mean, over the course of you cleaning its cage and stuff, it's going to be hooked out. It's going to be handled, uh, but you can mm-hmm. start doing some, some more detailed, you know, handling sessions. Right. Um, another thing that works with handling is, uh, is cooling them off with water. Okay. Uh, yeah. For some reason, uh, if I got a really pissy snake, I'll hook that snake out and I'll take it and I'll put it in the in the bathtub in some just not cold water but just just lukewarm water. And the snake they typically don't like it. And what happens is they get into that total flight mode. And then they're they've lost the they kind of lose that weird craziness and they're okay with being handled. It cools their body down so I don't think they're as amped up and warm and ready to kill you. Um, I don't know, but it's worked for me. I've had lots that I've been able to just get wet and then I handle them. So I use, that's that's another weird kind of thing that I use. Uh, that's it. I mean, you want to make sure that the snake is clean and it's comfortable and it's eating before you mess with it, really. And if it doesn't eat, you don't touch it. Like, I, I want to hold my Tamikas so bad it's not even funny. Uh, but they haven't eaten. They haven't eaten for me yet, so I can't touch them. Uh, yeah, I haven't even probed them to prove that you know to prove myself they're a male and a female. They just got to sit there until everything's cool, and you know, and even even prove to prove to myself that they're clean, parasite-wise, right? Because parasite-wise will stress the snake. It'll compromise its immune system. Uh, stress will compromise its immune system even more. 
Um, so, you know, sometimes you, you know, if you really want to be strict about it, you know, you could follow really, really tight stuff. You're going to make sure that animal's clean and feeding and then, then and only then mess with it. Okay. Yeah, it's, they can be, uh, they can be quite tricky to, uh, to get established. So that's some good tips for sure. Um, it's, it's time. It's, it's just patience is all it is. Um, you know, I've had some of my baby hatchling scrubs. One of them went six months before it ate, and it survived. Wow. So my big ones, my Helma Harris, six months. I mean, wow. after six, it's like, oh, God, this thing's going to die. Oh, God, this thing's going to die. Should I sell it and recoup my money? No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to give somebody else my problem, you know. Do I want it to die? No. Am I going to keep trying until it does? Yes. Uh, eventually, you're going to get a breakthrough. Eventually, something's going to happen. Um, right. Well, I mean, hopefully. There's there's probably some odd chances that the animal just isn't oh. going to eat. Um, but if it isn't, there's something wrong, right? There's some there's the temperature is not right. It's right. it's stressed out. It's the humidity is wrong. You're feeding the wrong prey item. It wants it. It wants it dry and dry and dead instead of wet and dead or, or, you know, smack them in the face with it or whatever. They're all going to be different. You just have to figure it out um, and, then, and then go from there and stick with what works. You know, if they take one thing, then stick with that thing. If you know that they'll eat mice, but you want to get them on rats, then, you know, give them, give them, uh, they'll take one mouse. Great. You give them one jumbo mouse, give one jumbo mouse, oh. give one jumbo mouse, and then give them two jumbo mice. Okay, great. Now he's eating two jumbo mice. Well, guess what? I want him on rats because you don't want to be feeding a scrub mice the rest of its life. It'll never grow. Well, I'm going to take a, a weaned rat and I'm going to scent it with my mice. I'm going to give it a mouse first and then I'm going to give it a rat scented like mice. And nine times out of ten, it's as simple to switching as that. Um, you know, I know some of the carpets, the, you know, jungles or whatever, there's, I've never had a problem switching things to rats. I've never had a mouse feeder. Right. Um, I don't know. It, I, and I might just be lucky, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. If it's not eating, there's something wrong with it, either internally or, or your husbandry or, right. or you're stressing it out. One or the other, right? Yeah, I, I would agree to that because uh, I've never met a scrub that didn't want to eat. So, <laughs> yeah. well, get yourself a helmet hair on that. Was happy one. Yeah. Talking. Once they're yeah. rolling, I mean, they'll eat anything. So, yeah. Yeah, there, there, there's some there's some exceptions to that rule. I have my helmet arrows are rolling, but if I try and feed it wrong it won't eat yeah it took me years to get that girl that i have you know established to where she's eats with a gusto but yeah the 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 good thing about the barnex that we had is um my one buddy gave me like a bag of like quail and we're talking like they they were they were adult quail and I'm like what the hell am I gonna do with these? He just gave them to me and I'm like you know what shrubs and they just ate some like crazy and then oh yeah you know, the, after, the quail, after the bag of quail was gone went right back under rats so I 
do love that. And the, the best feeders tend to be the Barnacks and the Southerns mm-hmm. uh, and the Moluccans. Uh, my poor feeders are definitely my Helmaharas, and uh, this little Aru girl is giving me some giving me some pain. But I've never, um, none of my other scrubs that I've ever had, you know, the Waminas and and uh, the tannin bars and that kind of stuff, I've never had problems with them directly just taking thing off, taking stuff off tongs. But um, my Helmaharas, they don't want to eat off tongs. They're, they're so, they're so shy and, uh, and submissive almost. Uh, they don't even want to strike at me. They, they hide and they want to, they want to run the other way. The male will light you up, but he, he'll actually take one off tongs as well. So it's kind of their, you read their personality. If it's a shy snake and you present a rat and it doesn't want to take it, then guess what? Present the rat again the, the next week and, and, and watch your feedings. You know, if it doesn't, if it doesn't eat, don't do it three days later, seven days. And believe me, after yeah. six months of waiting, seven days each time, it drove me. It drove me nuts, but it, it will work. I mean, it, it will. At some point in time, it's going to work, and they're going to take something. So right. just be calm and be patient, and mm-hmm. you know, and and read the snake and understand what's going on, and, and try something different. Right. Well, that's good Very advice. Cool. Um. We are about to run out of time, so. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> that went quick. See. <laughs> and I thought I, if I thought I had nothing to talk about. Yeah. I just ran. <laughs> I just talk and talk and talk. That's good. That's the that's, that's that the best kind of guest. <laughs> you yeah. know, because they, they can uh, talk about uh, what they got going on. Um, cool. So, do you have? Any uh, info you want to put out there? Do you have a Facebook page, a website, uh, anything as far as that goes where people can see what you got going on? Or uh, I just have Facebook right now. I've, uh, I've dabbled okay. in, in websites, but, you know, I don't want to do a – I don't want to do a natural history locality type info website because I don't know, and I don't want to rehash what's already out there. Uh, right. And I'm not currently – breeding so i don't really want to do a, a breeding thing so i have facebook you know i, I post much a bunch of my pictures up on the either my personal uh, account or the uh scrub python group uh, on facebook um the there's also group. that other group that i have the my scrub group the u.s uh u.s uh, similia keepers and importers is the name of it um okay but it's it's a closed group as of right now, and you know, there's not much on there to see other than uh, you know a couple pictures and, and things that I'm until I figure out what I'm going to do with it. Um, is there a Carpet Fest South? Because mm. us people in Texas, uh, Southwest, <laughs> are missed and missing out. Yeah, <laughs> Carpet Fest in Texas South. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of breed, a lot of breeders in Dallas and that kind of stuff. Someone needs to put something together because I'd, I'd sure like to come and see uh, some of the stuff that's going on and talk to some of the guys. Bill Steele's coming hey. to the Northeast Carpet Fest, so we're taking a breeder from Texas. Oh, <laughs> so they're coming up there. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe one of these years I'll, I'll make the trip. 
sure it'd be go. awesome. Yeah. Well, there's going to be a uh, a Southeast Carpet Fest in Florida in November. And the best uh, one in California. Yeah. Yeah. So. There's nothing. Yeah, in the I think we need to. Go, <laughs> I think we need to go we need one Gulf Coast third, third Coast Carpet Fest or something. There you go. <laughs> nice. Hell, maybe I'll host it. I don't. Know. I don't have any carpets. I mean, all my carpets are. I have some, but they're all sold and waiting, waiting to be picked up. I have, I have a whopping one egg in my incubator. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. From a from a, ridic- a ridiculously botched uh, caramel tiger clutch. Oh, uh, oh wow! But it's it's good. It's I'm gonna have one hatchling. Uh, hopefully, it's I'll probably miss the odds and get a totally normal coastal and be like great totally no a totally normal coastal male and i'll be like hmm okay hooray yeah Yeah. well that's a good time she was a go ahead sorry i mean if you if you start a uh a a gulf coast carpet fest i'll send you a carpet to have for the carpet fest and you send it back so, you know, <laughs> well, I'll just have everybody bring their carpets to show off. There you I'll just go. host it or something. There you go. That's a good Perfect. time. All righty, guys. All well, right. Uh, I think that's all I had to talk about. And I appreciate you uh, having me on. Yeah, Definitely. absolutely. It's always fun. Yeah. So, uh, when you have some more updates, let us know. You're always welcome back. We'd love to hear, uh, you know. Uh, what's going on in the scrub world? So uh, yeah, you know, feel free to let us know. All right, cool. We'll do. You guys take care. All right. All right. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Very good. Well, I hope that uh, gave some of the listeners their scrub fix, and uh, you know, a lot yeah, of info you there. Alone. So <laughs> it, you know. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of cool stuff to dissect. There's, there's a lot of cool stuff about scrub, and I know you and I have like kind of drifted away from scrub as you know uh, parts that we kind of we had them, and then we're kind of drifting away from them. But we still kind of have our bows in them. But they're they're a cool species, and if you've got the drive and the want, and you really dig them, then there's a lot of things you can move through. It's just I wish it was easier to track down the localities, but I guess that that might be well, some of the appeal for some people. Yeah, that you know, it's some. What do they say? Sometimes it's the hunt, not the uh, <laughs> nah. not the, uh, the end game. Well, but, I mean, uh, we, we we experienced that here. I mean, I like you know, how many days was I screaming about rough scale pythons, and then I finally got the boys. I mean, you know. And I'm still screaming about rough scale pythons, but it's like (laughs) sometimes the hunt is just so much cooler. And then you get them and you love them, but it's like, you know, these things you pined over for like months, like you with Imbricata. I imagine once you get them, you're just going to be like, they're so amazing. And then what? (laughs) What's next? Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, man, I'll tell you what, if, you know, often I say, well, I think, but if you really want to do something, then you just kind of have to make it happen, you know, and in the back of my mind, I still have that dream of like one day having this, you know, like this facility where I keep a species, uh, uh, you know, a pair of, species of, species of boas and pythons and like, I mean, 
how cool would that be to go and see? I mean, come on, man. You're not going to tell me that you wouldn't love to go and check that out. So much so that, you know, when we were at Matt's the other day uh, taking pics um, on the way up, me and Zach were talking about, um, I said, you know, I think Owen wanted some zebra head albino stuff. I wonder if I could trade him a zebra head albino or zebra jag head albino for like a pair of those uh, Dominican boas. And Zach turns his head and he's like, what are you going to do with Dominican red mountain boas? Did Zach, honest like, to God, talk you out of doing a trade with me? I'm going to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I'm They're trying just to get cool. rid of these damn boas. You <laughs> yeah. He almost, he almost, you almost had me, man. I was like, uh, you, you know, oh my, oh. no, I still, oh. I still might do that. You know, uh, no. we'll talk. We'll all talk. Right, all right. All right. All right. Zach's not allowed to come in the snake room. You and I are going to come and we're going to check out the bows. Okay. We're going to talk. <laughs> Keep him over there. <laughs> but it was like, you know, I just, just think about like that. Uh, you know, I mean, if you, if I have like 150 snakes in my collection now, I mean, to, to have a pair of, you know, is it, is that, it bad that Timor pythons have kind of been calling my name? Ooh, yeah, they're pretty, man. Aren't they? They're really nice. And then, and there's some dude in Pennsylvania that's like trying to sell. God, no, 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 not not Timor's, but there's some dude in Pennsylvania who's honest to God, like the next town over from me that has uh-huh. Jamaican boas. Really. Yes. Wow. They're cool. And they, they look gorgeous. But if I get them, Matt Minotola will be on my ass about, you know, breeding boas and being a boa breeder. <laughs> sure. I want it. <laughs> so mean. <laughs> Plus, I, you know, I look at them and I'm like, and the Jamaicans look at the Dominicans, but they got these different colors and they're speckled and tannish. And I'm like, oh, they're, oh, yeah, cool, they're cool, man. Yes. But then I'm like, do I really want to have another animal? Here that produces litters of babies that you start on gecko. Do I really want to do that to myself? Do I really want to just totally beat myself over the head? You know, so it, it's even really not just about the breeding. It's not even about breeding, really, as much as it is about the keeping part of it for me. With that, so <laughs> my pr- the process for well, we've begun the process for us to get a house. So. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> so once I have, it was funny. <laughs> it's so crazy. I go and uh, my sister, she's the she's a she's a realtor, right? So me uh-huh. and my wife were sitting there, and I said, "She's like, okay, Eric, um, well, you know, where do you want to go?" And uh, blah blah blah. I was like, "Well, I'd like to move outside the city." She's like, mm-hmm. "Okay." She's telling me areas and whatnot. She says, "Okay, so what's like important for you?" <laughs> You know, she asked my wife, what's important for you? And my wife's like, well, I'd like to have, you know, uh, it has to have a yard for the dogs. And I'd like a lot of, you know, like a lot of room for them to run around. And I like like three bedrooms, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she's going on with the like the typical stuff that people would. I said, all I want is a basement. <laughs> All I want is a big ass basement. <laughs> I said, I need a basement, a huge basement. It has to be huge. And she's like, Oh God, the snakes, right? And I'm like, Yes. 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 <laughs> a well insulated huge basement with electricity. Yes. Yes. 
Oh my God, I can already see it in my head and I haven't even looked at a house yet. You know what I mean? I can I'm just picture it like. Dude, that's the thing is you can't picture it because what you need, and this is what I did, you try to picture it and then you kind of get disappointed with the first couple houses you see. So uh-huh. what you need to do is you go into every house with the, all right, where are the snakes going? And you'll find it in every single house. You'd be like, this could be it. They could go here. And <laughs> and then you finally realize, well, I'd have to do this, this, and this. All right, they this is not going to work. And then you move on. So before I ended up getting the house that I got here, I put in an offer at another house where uh-huh. the the guy the, the owners had converted half of it into a woodworking shop. So uh-huh. he had insulated it. It had a, a sink inside the thing. And basically, he turned a two-car garage into a one-car garage. And I'm like, uh-huh. done, done. The snakes will go here. And it's like, I like the rest of the house. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. But the snakes will go here. So, you know, and that, that one didn't work out. And I was kind of bummed out until I found the house that I ended up buying because – you know, I walked right downstairs, and I'm like, "The snakes will go here," and it's like perfect. So yeah, yeah, it was like. So we looked at like we looked at uh, a couple online, and mm. my sister has has seen some of them. So um, she's telling you know she's like equating the size of of what the what what the space was, and mm. like you remember Buddy's basement? Well, the one yeah. was like two times the size of that. It was huge. And I'm like, oh my god, that would be perfect. But so much room for activity. Here's here's the free. <laughs> yeah, that's great. But here's the problem. Yeah. Uh, uh, the I'll thing that really like holds me back is yeah. the space issue. <laughs> when that's no longer an issue, <laughs> yeah, that could be trouble. That could be yeah. trouble. Yeah. And you know what? You can expand your snake room and you can like get it huge. And then all of a sudden you're like, holy crap, I've run out of space again. How did I do that? I didn't get that many new ones and nothing really worked out that bad. But it's like, yeah, all of a sudden I'm out of space again. Crap. So I I think, I think if I had the room, probably Mm -hmm. what I would do is I would have my breeders and I would keep my breeders the same way that I do, but I would at least have one animal per species that I keep in a nice display mm-hmm. cage, mm-hmm. you know, and, oh man. Uh, I, I, awesome. I'm going to try to get the doors cut for my, uh, I got to get glass cut for my, uh, my diamond cage that's in the living room. And I'm going to start uh-huh. getting that wired and planted before carpet fest. Cause I want to make sure that it's all working out nice. And you kind of get to see where I'm going at with it. But, um, that's going to be so cool when they're big enough to move in there. I'm going to be so excited. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. No, KJ, no one said Team Wars. Get that crap off the radio page, all right? No. No, somebody they just posted up pictures of their Team Wars on, on the Morelia Python radio page, you know. Oh, okay. No, no one said Team Wars. <laughs> they want to see uh, – yeah, that's like, that's a, they're, they're beautiful too, man, you know. I think, though, now. that like – I don't know. I, I, there's so many pythons that I don't have. Want it? You know, it's like the fact that I've heard from Jason Bale, and he like he whips its tail, and then just just like musk and crap flying at your head, kind of turns me off of the team wars a little bit. 
So, I don't know. I never really hold my snakes all that much, so to me, that don't. I'm, <laughs> I'm not I'll really bothered you to get by them that. And then we'll see. You know, I'll, I'll wait you know? for you to do it. So, yeah. Yeah. But I want. Yeah, there, I mean, there's other. The way I figured is if I get like some, so if I work on my collection to some captive born and bred stuff that already yeah. exists, and get that yeah. by the time that uh, I would go to buy some of the the rarer stuff. Hopefully someone will have bred it by then and I'll be good to go. Yeah. Hopefully. That would the be goal cool. is for I mean, me that's... and you to have the complete Python, Python collection. <laughs> that's the goal. <laughs> well, look, so, that's what I like about it. Cause we were discussing earlier um, before the show, uh, Dunn's Pythons. You're like, I know you kind of want them. I'm like, I do. And he's like, and then you were like, well, I don't know how you feel about it. if I got them. I'm like, I'd be that'd be awesome because then I would know where to get them. I want you to get them. go get them, go buy them. I don't want to spend the money right now, but if you get yeah, them, you I do can it. Watch yours, and then later yeah. when I have the money, I can get them from you. So, I mean, and then exactly. it was the, it's perfect that way. <laughs> it works out fine that way. So, that's a good plan. <laughs> so, so, like no, when Owen you buy some zebra head albino, you want caramel head albino or Anything head exanic if you wanted to trade for boas. Just saying. Oh, caramel head albino? Oh, man, I got plenty maybe, of that. I just maybe. Had a clutch I said maybe. I said maybe. <laughs> I said maybe. All right. Like I said, yeah. I'm dazzled by the sun glows yet. So, you know. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to have to dazzle you. <laughs> Everybody, please. This is no. what I need all the people no. out there in Radio Python Radio World to do. That's you need to they like them. They like you more than me. So, you know, the PM Owen pictures <laughs> of sunglows, sunglow boas. <laughs> no, that's not. No, those are boas. There's no, now sunglow uh, Borneos or bloods. I think they are um, not going to barrage me with, with sunglows. <laughs> Sunglow corn snakes. Sunglow corn snakes. I want them to see the potential. What do they call it? Sunkiss or something like that? I don't, um, or, I don't know. It's perverse. I don't. You know. Was that oh, you know. Every, I do not know. Was that like? Was that like the years where like every new morph of corn snake, even if it was an iteration of something that already happened in a different species, got a new name? Like, you know, I think they so. called it a sunburst, but it was actually a sun glow. So. Yeah. Sunburst. Whatever. And there was a yeah, kiss. And there was yeah. a sun. I, I, I can't even keep up with that. I wouldn't even know where to you, The way to do it would be like, you know, you need sun glows to make this, this, and this. And they look pretty. Like, uh, I don't, you don't need sun glows to make moon glows, do you? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I'm pretty you're sure. Saying, Isn't it just you're saying that. Oh, wait. Is it, is it a sun glow exanic? Or? Yes. Okay. Mm. Damn it. And yeah. I do like moon glow boas. Shit. Yeah. All right. I may have painted myself into a corner here. So. <laughs> yeah. He, I, you know, I, I've hatched, I hatched out one last year. Yeah. Um, sun glow. They, they definitely have a look to them different than the yeah. other albinos um i think if you have a super is where it's really gonna a super caramel in. albino yeah mm. <clears throat> that's where it's gonna really pop 
I think. And I it's hard like to explain what they look like. Yeah. Yeah. And then you think about that if you have like, what do you have? A jag already? You take what? Head albino. Don't a jag? You? Uh, I have a female jag head albino. Yeah. Okay. And so... I have a and I have a I have a Darwin head albino and I have a albino boy. Yeah. See, so you could breed it to any of those, and the caramel is. Well, if you had a if you produced the super caramel albino, I don't know what that would be. So like, is that extra sun glow, extra sunny sun glow, or <laughs> extra, 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 extra sun within the glow? I don't know. <laughs> um, Always uh, sunny sun glow. <laughs> I guess it would. I guess it would just be a better. I guess it would just be a higher priced sun glow. I mean, that's how I would do it. I wouldn't go crazy. Yeah. Sun glow is a sun glow. You just have better ones but and mix it in with the contrast yeah. between a caramel and a super caramel i'm going to tell you there's going to be a difference what's going to be Big killer yeah, yeah what's going to be killer is a sun glow tiger that's going to be killer i'm paying attention now you know <laughs> I, I i told you i told you i told you the first person to produce i told you the first person to produce ghost tigers is getting my money so, yeah. um, I know they've probably ever been produced over in Europe. I'm talking out of the guys we got here. Um, you know, of course I say that and then I keep looking at the rough scale pythons that are for sale out there and willing, willing more money into my bank account, but it's not showing up. There. So, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't jump on them. All right. You know what? I can't, I really can't. I physically cannot. If there was any way to do it, and I'm you kicking myself it. because if I had remembered that Dave had those, I probably wouldn't have bought the diamond pythons. But you know that neither here nor there. Right. Killer. Damn. They always, really <laughs> they always pop up right at the worst freaking moment. So they'll be mine eventually. Give me time. Yeah, patience. 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 Hopefully, I don't have a breeding pair before you have a female. A pair? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> that'll, that'll, that'll hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't care if you get Dunn's Pythons or... Yeah, you, know, you can get what you can get whatever that. You can have a Albino olives. None of that will list. matter. Yeah, I mean, come on. You know. But you have a pair of rough scales. Rough I quit. You <laughs> yeah, I, I quit the show. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> I won't be back until I get my own. Yeah. So. All right. Well. Okay. Be worse if I end up buying from you to to get my pair. Yeah, that would suck. I'd have to just give it. To you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Look! Yeah. Look how sad he is as he opens up his wallet over there in the corner. <laughs> he's he's opening up his wallet. I I come on. I can't do that. Your money's no good here. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd have to hit you. <laughs> I mean, that has to hit you over there. And I'd say, I'd tell Matt, I'd be like, yeah, Matt, he's a boa breeder anyway, so it's not like he's oh, going to breed him or anything. Oh, <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah, I see how it is. All right. <laughs> oh, Did you make it so funny. pretty though? But yeah. You know. Anyway. Did you tell that inside joke? <laughs> I, the 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 boa breeder thing, yeah, yeah, that was that was something because he he called me it while we were on the air once, so I I, I said that on the air, so yeah, 
every time I piss off Matt Minatoli, he goes, oh, and you're just a boa breeder. And I'm like, oh, and then it kind of hurts me because then I realized I have potentially two litters of boa and only two litters of carp, only two clutches of carpet python this year. So usually okay, shuts me right. up pretty nicely. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it'll be all going all, all for it. And then it was like, oh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very good. <clears throat> well, let's wrap it up. Now that yeah. we've, uh, you know, Jamaican boas, I over. like it. Yep. Pick them up. Pick them up. Love it. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm going to do, how about, I'll do Morelia Python Radio and I'll do EB Morelia and then you could do Carpet Fest and Rogue Reptiles. There you go. Cool. So, for me. I, I, I wanted to do EB Morelia. <laughs> no, absolutely uh, not. <laughs> I will not rude. trust you with that. <laughs> uh, that was smart. <laughs> Morelia Python Radio. You can check out our website, moreliapythonradio.com. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, the email is info at moreliapythonradio.com. Uh, if you have questions, comments, uh, guests you'd like to hear, topics you'd like to touch on, please feel free uh, to let us know what you think. Um, as far as the show, you can download it on iTunes for free. Um, you can uh, you can pretty much get it on any podcast app that you got. Just type in Ray Python Radio and it should come up. The let's see, um, I think I think yeah, I think um, we have uh, the website's almost finished i did some maneuvering around um of some things so go over and check it out if you have any you know if you're if you're curious about carpet pythons or if you're curious about um anything morelia related uh if you go there you're pretty much going to be guaranteed to find uh it's just going to point you in the direction of what you're looking for so uh, check it out um as far as <clears throat> next week's guest um, I don't have, this is the week before carpet fest, right? So yeah, I, I don't know if we're going to have a guest. I'm still up in the air. We might have somebody stop by for a little while and talk. Um, but, uh, and then the show after I'm sure we'll have some people that were at carpet fest call up. Maybe we'll have a, a Philly round table post carpet fest show. Um, Let my dad call in and get an outside perspective of uh, yeah, there episode. you go. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Um, completely wasted episode. <laughs> yeah. So you can also uh, like our Facebook page, Morelia Python Radio, and you can follow us on Twitter at Morelia Python. As far as myself, EB Morelia. Happy to say we hit 1,200 likes. It's actually I think 1,202. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, that's probably, you know, I post a lot of updates to, uh, to the Facebook page. Um, if you have any questions or comments, you can send an email to me at, uh, info or I'm sorry, info Eric at ebmorelia.com. And the website is ebmorelia.com. Uh, I just had my first clutch 
on the ground. Uh, so stay tuned for um, availabilities. Uh, got quite a few carpets this year. <clears throat> Carpet clutches, so should have some cool stuff. Probably the coolest stuff and probably the stuff that um, is the that people will probably be most interested in is the citrus tiger stuff. So if you were interested in that, uh, stay tuned <laughs> and uh, yeah. hopefully we'll get uh, some nice tigers out of that. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that's, yeah, that's it for me. Cool. Except for, uh, so for carpet fest, carpet fest is the coming Saturday, the next would be the 30th of may and it is at my house in birdsboro pennsylvania uh if you need any other information please go to the northeast carpet fest facebook page or you can go to carpetfest.homestead.com uh, or you can private message myself or eric and we'll get you all the, your questions answered uh if you need an exact address it is 136 hopewell street and that's 136 hopewell street birdsboro pennsylvania the event starts at 3 o'clock. Do not show up at my house at 10 o'clock. I will put your ass to work. So that is, that is kind of a thing. If you show up early, I will make you scrub something. So don't do it. 3 o'clock is when we start. Uh, everybody is required to bring a dish. Um, we pretty much have a lot of the main stuff covered. We're, we have burgers coming. We have uh, um, hot dogs. We're going to have uh, actual like lobsters and shrimp coming uh we've got beer covered we've got you know utensils and plates covered we've got some desserts covered if you want to bring pretty much anything at this point if you're going to bring a side dish if you want to bring you know chips if you want to bring sodas or anything bring what you want you know bring your favorite kind of food bring your favorite kind of drink we're gonna have a lot of stuff it's gonna be a good time uh if you need hotel uh ideas in the area there's uh Nikana lodge the next town over and then there's for the more higher end there's a holiday inn a couple more a couple the other town over, over the other way both within pretty good driving distance not too far um i can give you those addresses if you need those if not just google uh hotel accommodations near uh 19508 that's my zip code uh so that's what we got and um also if you're willing to come with us uh if you want to, Sunday after Carpet Fest, we're going to be heading up to Clyde Peeling's Reptiland, which is an all reptile zoo in Allentown, Pennsylvania. And that's going to be cool. Uh, I think we're filled up with the people who are going to come behind the scenes with us. But yeah. you can still come with us and still hang out. It's really cool. Like I said, all reptile zoo. And he, he, Clyde does it upright. Uh, he built that thing up from being like a roadside kind of, you know, tourist trap to an AZA accredited all reptile thing. I mean, he's got Komodos and stuff like that there and they're set up for theirs. Awesome. I was there probably about two years ago. It was awesome then. So I can only imagine what they've done now. Um, Carpet Fest can be a good time. Also starting next week, we have the Carpet Fest auction, all proceeds going to us Ark. Uh, we got some cool stuff coming up on the auction. We just got a few more things today. I think we have a Max Snow leopard gecko. And we have uh, Scott gave a voucher uh, for his uh, granite IJ clutch. And then I have a voucher. You have a voucher. We have the green tree python from Buddy. We have uh, 
Borneo. We have a we have bloods from Matt. And we have a blood from we have bloods from Juan. Borneos. Borneos. Yeah, Borneos. Borneos. <laughs> Borneos. I I said I wanted to say Borneos, but I stopped and I went the other way. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I had it right the first time. Anyway, um, so yeah, I'm gonna get in trouble for that one. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm having something from Zach coming down. The Don't pipe. mind him. Um, he's just a blow. He's just a bow. I'm a bow. I'm a bow of reader. <laughs> I make these mistakes. So. Um, if, if you wanted to contribute to you can anything can be contributed. Uh, it can be an animal. It can be uh, a piece of equipment like a thermostat. It can be um, something weird like your company T-shirt, which I think I'm going to throw one of my new ones in there. So it, it can be anything you want. Um, throw it up there. If it goes for a buck, it doesn't freaking matter. It's a buck that goes to USR. We already have raised $200 from the sales of Carpet Fest T-shirts. So everything will be added to the access of the $200. So rocking and rolling. Uh, if you have any questions, like I said, contact myself or Eric. Um, as far as rogue reptiles, we have two clutches on the ground that are coming up. First one that will probably be hatching in the next couple of weeks will be our red tiger to red tiger jag uh, pairing. And then after that, we have our high con tiger female to our caramel jag male. Uh, all other clutches at this point are up in the air because I have no idea what's happening over here. Same thing with litters of boas. Uh, the next show I will be vending is kind of up in the air as well because we missed the June Hamburg show. We had some trouble getting back in for in time for the August show. So we, will, we probably will not be vending at August, but we will be attending. The next show we will be vending will probably be the one after that, which will be October. So there you go. Other than that, that's all I got. So what we'll say is good night, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you all uh, same time next week for some more Moralia Python Radio. Good night. Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotics. I've been herping since I was a boy, and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry and educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist, which is why my partner Robin and Markland and I create the Reptile Report. The Reptile Report is our online news aggregation site bringing you the most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit thereptilereport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, and the best part is... It's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex, weight, morph, or other keywords and use our Buy It Now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad. It also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates, the materials needed to ship your reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live on-time 
arrival insurance program. We got you covered. Visit thereptilereport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder, then visit shipreptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile-related.